0: Amen. I'm Merlin. And we're a gay. And his NB. Episode number 86. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of A Gay and His MB. This episode where we're talking all things Bravo TV and we have so much to say and so much to get into. Uh, but before we do any of that, as we always do, there are a few housekeeping notes that we have to get out of the way.
1: First, wherever you're listening to us, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, there's a lot of different podcast platforms out there. But wherever you are listening to us, hop on over to our show page and give us a rating and a review. Uh, It helps us get into the algorithm so that we're heard by more lovely reality fans like you. And it also, uh, you know, lets us hear feedback from you as our fans. We want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and where we can improve.
0: Yeah, and also uh, you can follow us on social media all at A Gay and His MB across social media platforms. That includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, where we're posting new content every day, including clips from the podcast and some of our instant thoughts about things that we're watching. If you want an extra dose of A Gay and His MB,
1: be sure to follow us all over there
0: at A Gay and His nb.
1: Also, if you'd like to rep us out in the real world, we'd love to have you wear some of our merch. You can grab that over at agayandazimby.threadless.com. There is all sorts of different designs on all sorts of different products. We've got uh, T-shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got blankets and throw pillows and mugs and stickers and magnets. Whatever your little heart desires I'm sure you can get it.
0: And also, if you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can be sure to submit that to us across the social media platforms that I mentioned, or at a gay and his NB at gmail.com. Uh, just leave your name, leave your question. And who knows, we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast. Babe, what do we have on
1: tap on this episode? We are going to be talking about Beverly Hills. Uh, we've got that uh, diamonds and champagne party, uh, something goes on a date. It was Rides her horse. <laughs> doesn't ride her date. Doesn't ride her date as she's details in the confessional. We'll get to it. Um, lovely episode of Beverly Hills. I actually really enjoyed this one. Uh, this one felt better than a lot of this season has, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, we also are going to talk about Miami, which is par for the course, a great episode.
0: But not, may not be bearing out in the the live ratings, but like really, because the live ratings just came out today and it's like, wow, guys, like watch Miami, it is good.
1: Well, I mean, but they've been doing Miami dirty. Like they they moved it around for this, uh, for the, um, uh, this upcoming reunion reunion with uh, Erica's Bet It All on Blonde special, which, Uh. I get it, but also you can air that after Beverly Hills is done or on a different night. Like, move something else around. Like, we don't want... No, stop it. Um, Stop doing Miami Dirty. You've been doing it for a long time. But before we get to any of that... Speaking of dirty. Talking about dirty. Let's talk about the dirty little mustache on the dirty little worm on Vanderpump Rules.
0: Vanderpump Rules for this week. I mean, again, I was... It's... It's... Merlin can attest it gets to the point with this current season of Vanderpump Rules where like five minutes will go by and I have to pause the episode because I am, I'm not Shaking. joking, vibrating in rage. Yeah. And, and the after show as well, where I just pause it and go,
1: oh, I fucking hate you.
0: Oh, I fucking hate you. It's
1: exhausting.
0: It's, it's, I mean, he might, I will say this. I'm, if he wants to take this as a prize, Take it. He might be the biggest villain in reality, like at the very least right now. I don't know how people can stomach him. Honestly. I find him so contempt. I'm. Ta- we're talking about Sandoval, obviously. Um, like I find him so physically contemptible,
1: like just in every fucking way, and like. And people are still writing his dick online. I don't get the it. The way
0: misogyny works. I'm sorry. And, and I'm sorry. That's what it is. I don't, Honestly. I don't understand how you look at this man and want to support him, want to be like his fucking champion. It doesn't make any fucking sense beyond the fact that of a thing that we will get to later, which we will have a very nuanced conversation about that you better take nuanced and not fucking read into. Um because it's it's nuanced. It is. Sorry. I almost forgot what
1: you were talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're
0: talking about now. Ooh. Um, I hate that he... I hate that... Because I hate that he's put us in this position, right? Right. And he knows what... The, mm, okay.
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> he's he's already vibrating. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into it, and this man is vibrating on the couch.
0: I tweeted it, like, before. Like, because people... The, the, the people who actually are, like, have eyes and, like, understand things, like context and like perspective and like you know don't just like take this narcissistic assholes word for everything like why when people are like oh he cheated like it's been like however long like can't we all move on can't we get over it i'm like yes but can you not like you you you're watching him right and you you don't realize that it's the other stuff, right? You don't realize that it's not just simply a man who cheated. It's a man who is just representative of everything wrong with men,
1: everything that is just like, and it would be one thing if he just cheated and all, if all the things happened as they happened, right? But then once we got to the end of last season, it all just stopped. Yeah. And if that was the end of the story, then I could understand that. I could understand that position of why are you still angry? Why are you still holding this? No, it's not, it's, but it's also not, to, It. this was happening beforehand too. Right. I'm
0: sorry. Th- this man has exhibited this for a while and we were blind to it in many regards. Right. Like go back and watch past seasons. Like I would, it, it's, you know, you can't look at his behavior This season and view it any differently than like when he was telling Katie, he was the one that put money into their household when he was, you know, the way he would speak to Stassi. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, it's, it's, I hate this man. I I just like, okay, let's get into
1: the episode (laughs) because I could rant for days. We could write a dissertation.
0: So we're coming back in the episode after James leaves uh, and pees on Sandoval slash Ariana's Bush. Uh, after Sandoval brings up the Chris and stuff, and it's ridiculous. Sandoval goes up to Schwartz after James leaves, and Schwartz is like, did it go well, dude? And Sandoval goes, no, dude. And just, <laughs> just dudes being dudes. Um, also, Schwartz, yeah, did you think it went well? Like, Also, they're 40. Like, right. But it's like, you know, like, we'll get to Schwartz, where it's like, you know it didn't go well, because you know who Tom Sandoval is. Like,
1: yeah. Also to act like you weren't there watching the whole thing.
0: Right. Sandoval and Schwartz sit down on the couch, and Sandoval's like, he was like, you know, are you sorry for, like, the ultimate betrayal? And I'm like, the ultimate betrayal? Without skipping a beat, Schwartz goes, you should have said yes. And Sandoval looks
1: at him like, no, that's not the—get on track, Schwartz. I'm the victim. But also, I don't remember James saying the ultimate betrayal. He, he did say it. He, he did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, it, but, but like, still, whatever like, about the phrasing,
0: uh, it was a betrayal. I, like, he doesn't, <laughs> we'll get to it. He is. So, he thinks he did nothing to James by sleeping with Raquel, and it makes no sense even by his own logic. Because he goes, I mean, like, when you, you did the shit with Kristen, and immediately Swartz goes, oh, no. Like, he knows that that wasn't the right thing to say. Samuel goes, listen to me for a second. He goes, James literally did the exact same thing to me, only way worse. And that's my ex that he's fucking in my bed with my condoms. The dog, which I believe is Ariana's dog, which I would have, I would have boarded the dog or something. I wouldn't let let the dog alone with them. Like looks at Sandoval. Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like, honestly, but also let's break that down. He did the exact same thing to me, but way worse. No, it's not way worse because you and Kristen were already broken up first off. Well, I mean, I mean so were Raquel well, and okay. James. Oh, well, yes, in that analogy, but also James, okay. But it they was, were engaged. Yeah, and also James was not with somebody. Oh, right. Like, that's, what, that's more what I mean. But, like, you also didn't have any emotional connection with Kristen. Like, you didn't like, like, I think James had some element of still I mean yes cuz he was going to marry the girl. Right. And like
1: when he says like that was my ex. That was James's ex. What do you mean by that? I mean Kristen has even come forward and said not recently this is like months ago that her and and Sandoval were only together to be on the show Essentially. at the beginning. They literally had Pretty much broken up before the show started.
0: Right, but it was it was on and off, and they were coming back. Like, but, and that, and that the show was more of an incentive to you know. Right. Um, Swartz says, "I thought there was hope for like a real productive conversation with you and James." And Sandoval goes, "Me too, man." As if like he didn't make it unproductive. I, uh... Sandoval is just so like I don't get it. Like, hmm. Uh... And then Schwartz goes, just saying for, like, future conversations that, like, that's not going to be the last time someone comes at you. You know, if you get upset every time, it's going to have a really negative impact on your life. And so look on Sandoval's face. It's just, like, nothing's going through his ears. And it's, like, that's my other frustration with the Schwartz thing. He talks about, like, his amazing friendship with Sandoval. But is it a friendship? Is it mutual? No. Because every time... Before the affair, after the affair, all the, you give him advice and he never listens to you. Yeah. Not even tries to listen to you. Never does.
1: Well, and what's frustrating is that Schwartz also doesn't take his own advice because. Right. If he had an ounce of the empathy he was asking Sandoval to have, then him and Katie wouldn't be in this position they were in.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's just but he knew the one person that like Sandoval could maybe get an inroad with was James because he's a man and that yeah. and like we'll get to it later where it's just like god a woman having a boundary is like a suddenly like the biggest crime in the world apparently yeah um, as, so James and Ally have left the party, but they're going to emo night over at the Avalon to meet up with the girls and stuff like that before they go out for their set. So James and Ally come into their, um, dressing room. James goes, I just left, you know, who, you know, his, who, you know, who's fucking house. And I love Ariana goes, you went to my house, you mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, it's, I love the, Ariana, like, people can say that that's petty and that's like her being like, you know, being a. But it would asshole. be
1: weird for someone to leave my party at our house, right? Go see you somewhere and say, "Hey, I just left Merlin's house." That would be weird, right? But also,
0: yes, I from a general standpoint. But also in this particular circumstance, Sandoval is trying to make the house his, right? And like that, Ariana has to continually state it is also my house, right? And so... Like, it's a legal issue. Right. James tells them about, like, Sandoval inviting him to the party and stuff like that. He thought it was, like, a manipulative maneuver to, like, do that. (laughs) Fuck. And like clockwork, I mean, like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I guess. Sheena in her confessional goes... It's interesting that James who told people to throw tomatoes at him on stage is the first person that's been unblocked and reached out to by Tom. The fact that I reached out to Tom and I'm still blocked, maybe my friendship never meant anything to him. Here's the one here I will say this about like it's it's again Sheena making it about herself which honestly it's
1: does she know how not to? It's it's a skill. Like, I am astounded every time she f- somehow finds a way to make things about herself. Yeah. it's just, I, We've been seeing it for 10 years. Oh, my God. Her and on, every
0: time, I'm still... Wow. Her on the after show, when they, the
1: whole discussion comes
0: up later about Ariana being the queen or whatever. Like And Lala in the after show was just like, yeah, she has a right to be. Like, this is her year. You know, everyone has a year of being the queen. And Sheena's like... Yeah, I agree. Everyone has a year being the queen. I've never had that. I'm like, oh, my fucking
1: God, Gina! Like, (laughs) you're such a victim. Oh, but, like, also, like, yeah. But also, wasn't last season kind of your season to be the queen?
0: Sort of. I would argue when Stassi left the first time, she
1: had a season where she was kind of the queen. Like. Yeah, kind of. Where, like, Kristen and Katie really didn't have someone else to rally with. And so they kind of just went to. Sheena, yeah, but so
0: like like interim, I guess. Like, uh, but like, yeah, it's I don't know. James then tells them that he brought up the stuff with Kristen from like ten years ago, and they're like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, Ariana then says he's become scary because he literally has no one around him that gives him honest feedback at this point anymore and now it's people who he pays
1: which is so true and And we talked about it last week yeah how there was nobody at that party that he didn't have a financial tie to in some way
0: right he doesn't have anybody to actually tell him the real shit and give him actual advice that's not what he wants to hear and that we see as Ariana is saying this they keep flashing back to the party as Sandoval goes up to Kyle Chan and goes like yeah Yeah, he, like, fucked Kristen, like, in my bed, like, with my con... And, like, it's, like, so disrespect. And Kyle just has to be like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. They could not be less interested. He's
0: going... And he's literally going all around this party saying this. He tells this to Jason, and Jason goes, yeah, he came in here, like, so hot. No, he fucking didn't.
1: It's honestly... It's an echo of... At the... um. On Beverly Hills when Anna Marie was going around for hours and talking about Sutton. Genuinely. Like, he's telling Billy Lee, he was, like, wiping his dick off with one of my fucking shirts when he
0: had just had sex. And Billy Lee has, like, a shocked look on her face as if she hasn't heard this story for, like, multiple times. Like... I guarantee you, like fuck off, Sandoval. Like, it, but it's like he just wants someone to like. He needs to be the center of attention, yeah. And he needs to be the center, not just the center of attention, but like the center in everybody's world, yeah. And so you have to be act as though you care about yeah. any of this,
1: yeah. It's it's disgusting.
0: Yeah. So the ladies uh take the stage at Emo Night and they uh it's like a DJ set but there's like a pre-recorded set and James his confession goes I would be called dead before I press play on a pre-recorded set. As if but again like I'm not trying to be like DJing's not a skill, but it's like you press
1: play I mean a couple times I mean it is, but like unless you're actually up there spinning records, yeah. you're not disc jockeying any more than they are. Yeah, it's like that's not like DJ stands for disc jockey. That means you are literally like jockeying as in like m- mixing and moving and like bouncing between different discs or records or whatever. Yeah, you're not doing that either. You you have a line of MP3s that you mix.
0: But also but here's the thing. The ladies aren't acting like they are. I, I would. I mean, you could argue, Sheena. Like, we'll we'll get to something Sheena says that I was like, oh, okay, girl. But like, like it's just like they're having fun. They're like leading right. the group. Like, Katie's got like that giant smoke gun or whatever that like ha, that they have out. It looked and also like, the place. Just the con- I'm sorry. Contrast this as much as they're not performing. Contrast this with any of Sandoval's concerts. Honestly, like,
1: please be for well, real. Well, I mean, speaking of. At some point, what is it? Was it during the it's oh after show? Yes, I. This is what I paced. I paced
0: around the room when he said this and wanted <laughs> to chunk something.
1: What he he makes some remark of? They like all they're doing is running around the stage and like screaming out other people's lyrics,
0: and he's laughing, being like, "Isn't that sad?" But like, that's, that's what you're doing.
1: You, n- You're not
0: singing original songs. Like, and you're, well, you're not singing any song. Let's be real. That vocal coach is not
1: working. Uh, Getting his money worth because he is getting all that money paid to him and not doing a damn thing for it. No. Except show up to birthday parties, apparently.
0: Yeah. Lala says they're professional. I still don't even know what emo music is. Like, what band is emo? Is it like Nickelback? (laughs) Oh my God. Which I was like, oh, that, the Nickelback shot is never great, but like also, I think that a lot of emo music, I don't, I don't have the like, I gra- I had friends in like high school that were into that music, but it was never my like, I was
1: on the edges of it. Um, you
0: know when you're like the gay kid in high school, but you so you gravitate
1: to sort of like that section well, of like people. You, you graduate to the other outcasts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the outcasts are the alt kids, like whether they're. Queer kids or whether they're, like, um, the kids that are into emo or they're the kids that are um, nerds or, like, D&D fans or, like, people that sit off in a corner and read. All those people are friends. Right. All those people are friends and they're talking about you. Exactly. Because the popular people are not actually as popular as they think they are. No. We have the bigger friend group. I promise you.
0: Um, back at the party, Swartz goes up to Sandoval. He's like, hey man, I'm going to head out. I'm going to go to emo night. And Sandoval goes, dude, what? You're leaving me? Oh, I'm just kidding, dude. I really appreciate you coming, man. I know it's a bad look. He keeps emphasizing like later this, like, I know, I know it's so, I know it's so bad that you guys are like wanting to even exist in my presence. So thank you so much for, you know, it's so performative. Don't forget I'm a wounded puppy. It's like what? And it's like, but it's also guilt trippy. Like it's like, well, we'll we'll get to it later with the moment with Lisa. I think this is, again, it's part of a larger story.
1: He's trying to reframe all of this as if he's the aggrieved party. Yeah. As if he somehow was the one that is the victim in this.
0: Well, cause, and to contrast it with Ariana. Be like, well, she's got all her friends. She's Everyone loves Ariana now. As if, like, that's because not... Because you're a piece of shit. As if
1: that's not for a reason. Like, you earned their disdain. Through literally a decade of bullshit. Right. Um,
0: Sheena gets up and performs good as gold with the 27s, which is somehow less cringy than any Sandoval performance.
1: I don't know how she's Honestly. She's, she's very practiced at it.
0: Yeah. she's. She says in her confessional, I'm on cloud nine. I truly never wanted to be a pop star, which is such a lie. Like you were saying, like in the beginning of this show that you were going to be the next Britney Spears anyways. But then she goes, I wanted to go more of a Gwen Stefani Fergie route. Like have all my guys in the band with me. They're still pop stars.
1: <laughs> Those yeah. are still
0: pop stars. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but. Pop is just a it's a non genre. Yeah. Right? Because all popular music is pop music. Right. Whether it's country or rock or R and B or like all of these other things, that's all pop music. There is pop music and then there is the general term classical music. Right. Those are the two categories. Pop stars are stars in any of those... Like, a country star? That's a pop star. Yeah. Sorry. Beyonce? She's a pop star. And also a country star. And also a country star now. Whether country radio
0: stations want to believe it or not. Ugh. Well, wait, that's too... We can't get into <laughs> Um Schwartz arrives at emo night, but Sheena tells him that he missed her set or whatever. He goes like, really? Sheena goes, that's what you get when you choose Tom Sandoval over the group. You miss the fun. Which, like... Yeah, it seems harsh, but it's like yeah, it's true. Um, we go back to the party, and Billy Lee has Sandoval blow out the candles in his cake, and it's just like really like uh, Billy Lee is willing to be front and center in every camera shot. By the way, I'm sorry. If she wants back on the show. Clearly, um, he goes. Uh, In his confessional, I can't begin to express how truly grateful I am for all the people that have stuck around. These people have put up with so much hate because of the things that I did. Billy had transphobic remarks. Jason got threats. Being my friends means a lot to me more than anything. And then he fake chokes up in the confessional. And I, I can't believe he hasn't learned this yet fake wipes away. He does like, this, just a swipe of his face. Like, there's no tear there.
1: Yeah. At least that one guy on the... What was that reality show where he used the eye drops? Oh, Love is Blind! At it's, least he had the had the audacity to pull out a thing of Visine I and use say, that. I will say, if
0: Bravo runs this redemption arc, like, at least do some production tricks to make it look better. Like, Honestly. genuinely. The way that I tweeted about it, the way that on Watch What Happens Live, Andy was so shocked by the whole question answers when people uh, were like yeah schwartz shouldn't be sandoval's friend anymore
1: he's like really that's harsh is it is it andrew it's not actually because like look schwartz is his own problem but sandoval has led him down a lot of really shitty paths that has made him 10 times worse of a human than he would have been on his own yeah okay, so let 's go back to what Sandoval actually just said in this confessional because that was also a metric fuck ton of bullshit right Here's so the- number one, nobody knows who the fuck this jason fucker is i don 't believe he got threats he got he probably got told you know if you hang around Sandoval anymore we 're not going to be friends with you anymore right that 's apparently a threat, um, and I, I guarantee you that he got that from somebody. But I, I don't. Nobody knows who he is, so nobody sent him threats. None of the fans did. That right. that wasn't happening.
0: The only possible way is if somebody like was a protester who like went to his concert, right? That's the only realm in which that makes any sense. He didn't get sent like threats. Right. No one knew this guy.
1: the The second thing is Billy Lee was already getting transphobic bullshit and should never get transphobic shit. And I absolutely saw, should not.
0: And I saw some responses even in like pro Ariana stuff using incorrect pronouns, and that is wrong. Don't stop doing that. You're not good for doing that.
1: Like, it's... Right. Just because someone is an awful human does not mean that you're allowed to be bigots against them.
0: Yeah. But it's, let's also... He also presents it as, like... And he does it later with that Jesse guy, at, sir. But it's, like, he presents it as, like, anyone, like, people couldn't even, like, be in a photo with me or, like, you know, be anywhere, like, even like a a comment of mine or, like, whatever, and they would be vilified. That leaves out the fact that Billy Lee, while she should not have gotten transphobic remarks or death threats or any any of that, like, don't get me wrong, that leaves out the fact that Billy Lee was incredibly proactive in being front-facing and defending Sandoval, right? You don't get to be. You you realize that what a defense I is, believe, right? I believe she even said like almost verbatim. I, I it's not not verbatim, but I'm pretty sure she even said in like a comment at one point he's a victim too in this.
1: You like number one? That's a wild comment. Yeah. Number two, like people know what a defense is, right? Like. Let's let's talk about like a shield for a warrior or like a, a a wall of a castle. Yeah, it's to take the hits. Right. So if you're gonna be someone who is defending someone, you have to be willing to take the hits. Right. Those hits should not be transphobic. They should not be homophobic. They should not be misogynistic. And shouldn't be threatening. And they shouldn't be threatening. However. There are going to be hits. Yeah. If you're going to be the defense, you have to take the hits.
0: If you're going to be devil's advocate, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so stupid. So he's talking to uh, Billy Lee by like the fridge or whatever. And Sandoval then says, I mean, it does hurt my feelings though, that Raquel like didn't text me today. And uh, Billy Lee goes, she didn't. I feel like she abandoned you. I've seen you suffer from this breakup with Ariana, but I've also seen you suffer with Raquel because it's all the women's fault. Yeah, we'll be at a comedy show together, and you're running out the, to your the uh, back to answer the phone for her. You're at her back and call now. Okay,
1: so... I will say that Billy Lee is better at these scenes than, than Schwartz was. <laughs> yeah. she does better acting,
0: probably. Um, And then Sandoval goes, up until a few weeks ago, I was talking to Raquel once every couple of days, and I thought because it was my birthday, she would try to reach out to me, but nothing. So here's my issue. They're trying to, and I don't, God forbid I'm defending Raquel and going to be like Team Raquel. But honestly, at this point, I'll be Team Ariana and Team Raquel.
1: If it's it's whoever gets Tom Sandoval, I'm with whoever.
0: Right. (laughs) Because here's the thing. So he's now gonna clearly run with this narrative that like Raquel has now cut him off and left him in this vulnerable place where now not only is he vilified, etc., but now his love of his life that he, you know, loves with all of his being won't even speak to him anymore and like just completely cut him off and abandon him. Like Billy Lee says she abandoned you. Which by the way, she's in a mental health facility at this point right she abandoned him to for her emotional and physical well-being right now what they are leaving out and what i hope gets brought up at the reunion and i hope to god even though it's a bethany Produced podcast, right? It's within that Bethany like thing. I hope to God the stuff that Rachel is bringing up on our podcast comes into play at the reunion. I really hope they mention it I hope because it, it deserves to be. Mentioned. I hope she shows up at
1: the reunion. I don't. I don't know if she will. Even if it's just a sit down with Andy or something. But her, her, or, uh, her on Watch What Happens Live, maybe. But her
0: perspective on this needs to be noted because there's a reason she's cut off Sandoval at this point. According to her, she claimed on her, like literally this past week on her podcast, she had a guest on who uh, is a therapist who was like an expert in love bombing. I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but I listened to
1: extended clips. For those who don't know, love bombing is the beginning stages of a relationship with a narcissist where they overload you um, with love and attention and doting so that when they, take that away you are then clamoring to get it back from them right
0: she claims that while she was in the facility at a certain point that sandoval sent a care package in and the care package contained three things it contained a lamp that was one of those lamps where there are two matching lamps that are bluetooth connected so if one person changes the color on the lamp it changes the color on the other so they can communicate gross second even grosser he sent her a copy of People magazine that had them on the cover of it in one of the like small squares, uh-huh. Which tells you where his mindset is on things. Right. And three, she sent him a letter. She's she detailed he sent, he sent her
1: he a letter. He sent her
0: a letter. She says that the letter was so insensitive to her in terms of what she had been doing at the facility. She claims that the letter basically said that he he said that he never. Had seen her more dependent on anything in her life than at this facility, and the letter basically encouraged her that she needed to leave the facility before her treatment was done, come back to L.A. and be with him. And she then had a conversation with him where she expressed to him that she doesn't feel comfortable doing that. She doesn't. She goes as far as must to say, "I don't trust myself." Right now, not being in this facility, basically saying that she would self-harm. Um, keep that in mind for later. Keep that in the back of your head. And he basically sa- according to her, she basically, he basically said, I don't, th- I don't care. I don't think this- you should be at this facility. Come and be with me. And she apparently told this to her therapist, and her therapist told her to cut off all communication with him.
1: Right, because he's a narcissist. Yes, And he was spiraling because the subject of his narcissism was taken away.
0: And I would like to also add, I want to see how this plays off in the show. I would like to also add, keep in mind the timeline of this. So this happens in July. Like this birthday party's in July. His birthday's somewhere in July, right? Mm -hmm. So this whole package thing had to have happened right before that when he cut off, when she cut off communication. Around September, she comes back onto Instagram, right? She's out mm-hmm. of the facility. She changes her name to Rachel, et cetera. She posts on Instagram that she's, you know, back and she's trying to better herself and all that. And that's a journey and, and all that stuff. She then makes a post on her Instagram during, on her birthday that she was at some like farm, like, like a farm or something like that for some, like, you know, to celebrate her birthday. If you remember Sandoval, then publicly comments on that post because he has no way to contact her because she's blocked him. Publicly comments on that post something about like, hey, friend, miss you. Hope you're doing well, blah, 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 for everyone to see, right? Mm-hmm. Performingly out in the world. And then Raquel responded by sharing on her Instagram story that she blocked him on Instagram, which showed it to the world. I, I remember this when it happened. What was Sando- What did Sandoval do immediately after that when he was asked about in interviews, like days later? I don't know. I thought it was pretty thirsty of her to do that. I thought, you know, I think she's trying to, you know, find a way where she isn't culpable. You know, we both like he then sells her out. Right. Classic fucking narcissist. Yeah. This is the shit we're talking about. And this is for the people online. This nothing on this season is in a bubble. Nothing. Nothing on this season is without context. Yeah. So this whole she abandoned me shit. Turns my fucking stomach. I don't buy it. I don't buy that he actually loves her. I don't. He's using her as manipulative ploy. I think he knows at this point she's not coming back onto the show. Yeah. So he needs to find a way to be a victim. And his victim narrative is, well, she's not talking to me anymore. So, you you know, I kind of feel alone right now. I feel like I don't have anybody fuck off i'm sick of it yeah it's disgusting um disgusting disgusting um yeah we then go to the next morning um katie arrives at ariana's house and sandoval's not there he's out or whatever and ann is cleaning up from the party from the night before because you, you again like i'll get so yeah you'll get ann to clean it like you're not cleaning the house Katie goes, I mean, like last time I was here, there was like two Toms and we see a flashback to the day before and Schwartz and Sandoval are talking in the kitchen and Katie walks in and just tries not to make eye contact with them and not them to not see her and
1: runs up the stairs it's the most hilarious thing i think i've seen in a while which i get it like uh-huh i'd, I'd run from them too katie uh says it
0: looks relatively clean and ariana goes yeah it looks that way because anne has been cleaning and then katie goes and do you get paid extra to clean up the me- a mess like this and Anne goes i wish <laughs> yeah i love Anne's just like cutting up with them being like yeah this is
1: bullshit Because anne- she knows by the time this is coming out she's gonna she's gonna quit yeah
0: Um, Ariana had people come to the house to give her and Katie vitamin IVs because they're recovering from the um, emo night the night before, Um, and they're talking about stuff, and Katie says that she's going to dinner later with Sheena and talks about how things are better with her and Sheena, and they're sort of like finding a friendship at this point and, and all that. Ariana goes, I feel like she still has this like soft spot for Schwartz, but I don't think he needs to be like invited to things because she invited him to emo night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and Katie is worried about Sheena flip-flopping because that is Sheena, yeah. Sheena's trend. And she yeah. but here's the thing, Sheena's even said like that's been my trend. I'm trying not she says we're gonna see a new Sheena. We'll see. Um <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Um, Ariana goes I think because people can get her to feel for them because there's people besides Tom Schwartz that will use her for that very thing and I think that's very true like I mean at the reunion like I think Sandoval at least in the early going knew that if she was he was going to flip anyone it was going to be Sheena yeah because you know he could play to her heartstrings and once once he stood firm that is when he like cemented the whole like she's not my friend blah 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 yeah you know all that stuff um, so Lisa is at pump, uh, and she's having it cleaned out obviously because, you know, the, the closing already happened. I'll take
1: a set of those chairs, Lisa, if you're They're looking They're pretty chairs. Them. Those are nice looking chairs. I mean, I honestly, she
0: could sell. I mean, if she's not going to repurpose it, she can sell a lot of that stuff at M- some like. Don't th- offer to
1: buy them. I just want you to send them to me. Or that as well. DM but, us. We'll, we'll send you the address. But it's good
0: quality shit. So Yeah. Um, so she's, and she's calling Ken being like, you know, I feel, I wonder if I regret this decision or whatever. She, he's like, well, you can change your mind. She's like, well, only if they raise the rent. So like, that's not happening. I actually, there were, cause people were like the, the owner is like disputing the rent stuff or whatever. I actually kind of
1: believe Lisa. Cause I don't believe landlords like typically yeah, fuck landlords, but also like, why would she give up pump? Yeah, Pump is still, was still, I I would argue, fairly successful. Yeah, it's not like people aren't going to Pump. Like, come on. Yeah.
0: So then Sandoval arrives, comes in with flowers in hand. Again, literally there is not a scene. Find me a scene this season where he has an introduction to somebody where he doesn't bring a gift.
1: I am honestly, I'm interested Others, he think, he other th- than having to look at more Sandoval, I'd be interested to go back through past seasons and see when he's not got a gift in hand. Sure.
0: But he does it a lot. Like in a past lot. seasons, like that's his way in which to like communicate. But,
1: like, and he's used that as proof that he's a good guy in the past. Right. Like is, I did this nice thing for you. So I can't be that bad. Yeah.
0: It's so. I love when he walks in and Lisa just goes, "Oh fuck," (laughs) and then hangs up with Ken. And this was so awkward in the beginning. Sandoval, multiple times this episode, seems like an alien that's like learning human language, like like and how to interact as a human. Because he goes, "Good to see you," and he's like standing on over top of her, just like looking down and too close. And Lisa's like, "What are you doing?" He goes. Brought you some flowers. I know it's like bringing sand to the beach with you, (laughs) and like normal human joke. Like, (laughs) and Lisa goes, "Well, this ain't no beach." (laughs) Um, she says hi to him. She goes, "How's how have you been?" And he goes. All right, I mean, I'm a little beat up since I, my time in New Zealand. He keeps, all, he always brings up New Zealand as if he wa- he clearly wants that to be a like, oh, really, New Zealand, and be, and be like, yeah, I got beat up and punched in the face, and like it was like, pun- it was like penance through pain. He wants to get like, yeah. like, and no one's, no one cares.
1: Yeah, nobody gives a flying fuck. I wonder if he was standing that close to her in order, like, do you think it was supposed to be subliminally intimidating? Maybe. Did he think that he was going to intimidate LVP? I think at a certain point in this conversation, he thinks that. And I thought
0: he was talking to LVP way fucking crazy at a certain point. Yeah. Like in a way that it's like she would never accept. Yeah. Yeah.
1: From literally anybody else. And I don't care what
0: he says at the end of this conversation. She would never accept being talked to like that. Sanoval should thank God in heaven that Ken was not
1: there. Oh, he would have beat his ass. And
0: remember when James like yelled at Lisa once and he was like, I'll knock your spark out. Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ken is so great. I love
0: Ken. <laughs> yeah. Lisa goes, have you seen anyone since you got back? And Sanoval goes, I mean, I've seen Ariana, but like we haven't talked. And Lisa goes... Well, that ship has sailed. I have no idea why you two are in the same house. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, "Oh, great." But then Lisa goes, "I think it'd be the gentlemanly thing to do for you to move out of there, give her the space and then sell the house." "Thank you, Lisa." Yeah. Finally. That would be, and finally... that's why he's not going to do it. And then he but then he goes, "Or one of us can keep it cuz it's a great house." "Or one of us can keep it?" It's not like I love that he's leaving
1: the option that he could be the one to keep it. But like I love how he's acting like if you sell it to someone else, then it's like throwing it in the trash. Right. It's like throwing out a perfectly good piece of furniture. No, it's like somebody else would live there with their family after they heavily sage that thing because holy shit.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying he keeps it because he's like, I put a lot of work into the money into it. What? i What did he put into the house besides? Like he had like fine like assets of like furniture and like you know stuff like that, like the workout stuff. But like that stuff you can take and leave. What what other stuff? Like what like to the inter- in,
1: actual foundation and interior in of the fact, house? Didn't you take money out of the house? Yeah. Didn't you do a second mortgage or something? It makes no sense. Or you know, take out. Principal, or i don't know there was like a something you did for for shorts and sandys yeah
0: he goes i've had my real estate agent talk to ariana i sent her a letter of intent over a month ago it's been radio silence the letter of intent is to what to buy her out though right right which again no yeah fuck I'm you missing the point Lisa goes, so where's the way forward in this? And Sandoval goes, I don't know. Lisa goes, you've got to. And he goes, listen, Lisa, I'm trying to figure this out. This is a lot for me. And Lisa goes, well, you created it. Yeah. Like, he goes, I created it, but it's still a lot, Lisa. He goes, my friend Ali died. I have Sheena hitting me up, telling me if I need anything, reach out to her. I'm so sorry.
1: And then he, like Lisa's trying to get in and he just keeps talking over her. I I love how he was acting like Sheena reaching out and being a friend, despite him being shitty, was another pressure on his plate somehow.
0: Right. But here's the thing, like he cuz it but there's no connection to what he's saying right it's not a pressure on his plate he is saying like he is getting confronted about the house stuff right which he has no moral ground to stand on and right. lisa's not letting up on that so then he just gets louder and angrier and then transitions the conversation to stuff that has nothing to do with what they're talking about right and that's his m.o. yeah she goes meanwhile that same day she's releasing things starting rumors about me and billy didn't start the rumors. She talked about rumors that were already out there.
1: That have been around for a while. Yeah,
0: whatever about Sheena's podcast. I don't particularly care. I don't think he has a place to stand on. He goes, You know what, Sheena? I need you to take a day off from dragging my name through the dirt.
1: It really again, what does that have to do with selling the house?
0: R- sure. He goes, It's really kick Tom while he's down. Let's kick Raquel while she's down. Let's have this guy on my on my podcast talking about explicitly sexual things. And Lisa goes, What do you mean? He goes, this guy Nima who Raquel dated for a brief time, like Sheena had him on like talking about like like sexual things. Like 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 so fucked up. He doesn't like in this comment. he's like it's like he's trying to figure out what the sexual thing is. Like I like he,
1: I haven't listened to it so I don't know. He
0: says it was basically like, you know, he like Raquel was very much like, "Yeah, I want to have sex and Sheena's bad or what." Like I, he he does say that like Raquel was very flirty with him and like was like coming on to him at Coachella and stuff. And this guy Nemo's is from Shaw's of Sunset and right. So like. If I if my memory serves me correctly, multiple Bravo people in like the summer house realm that like the people mm-hmm. that are interacting the most with like the Vanderpump people, multiple of those people can attest to that
1: that Raquel was in a period where she was very flirty and flirtatious with people. As well, she should have been. Right, she had she just left James. Of, she was out of a long term relationship. You know, she was single. She was just playing the field. She should have been flirty.
0: Right. And there was a time where, I'm sorry, after the whole affair, you have questions about, like, I mean, she, there was questions about whether the stuff with Brock happened. And there were, like, so I don't think, like, talking about it is that out there to me. It's really not. And also, I don't think, I, not, I'm i sorry, I don't think Raquel has a place to stand on at that point. When right. She was having conversations with Ariana about her sex life on camera right. when, he was, when she was fucking Sandoval. I, like. Yep. So goes. I felt so bad for her. I was on the phone with her for quite a while. I was so grossed out. Sheena brings up a great point in the after show and goes, I don't even understand how she found out about what Nima said on that podcast because last I checked, she was in a facility where she had no access to her phone or so limited access to her phone and no access to social media. Like that, like there's no, she wouldn't have access to the very least of social media when the whole point is like this whole scandal and like the effect that it has on her, they would cut off access to her social media. So how did she find out that Nima made those comments on the podcast? Uh huh. If I could guess, if I could theorize just my theory. That it was in the letter. That it was in the letter. Well, that it came, it, it, wherever it was, it came from Tom. Yeah. Remember back to remember that scene last season where Sandoval Schwartz and Lisa are at Sir and Raquel is waitressing, and he pulls her over at one point to tell her that Katie called her like a whore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Lisa had to literally be like, "Why would you say that to her right right now?" Like that's like, and he's like, "I didn't realize she would take it so hardly." Hmm. This again, it's a again. Sorry, classic narcissist tendency. Yep. You know. He goes, this mob mentality, I was always against it. Bitch where like you act like you were, but like you were leading the mob against it's just you were leading against the mob against people that you were claiming were leading a mob against others. Right. You were leading against Katie, you were leading against Stassi, you were leading against
1: Kristen, all these other people. Oh, women. Women. Hmm. I, I don't remember him leading a mob against Schwartz or against Jax even. Yeah. Even when Jax deserved it, never did. Right. Lisa
0: goes, then why don't you say you're sorry? And Sandoval goes, because they'll say, oh, you don't mean it. That's what they always say. I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. I just want to move on. You're actually not damned if you don't, by the way. But if you, you, the, the whole damn way you don't implies that you take account of the fact that you're not going to build these relationships back. Well, Here's that's the- being damned if you, that's being, that's the
1: don't." But the the thing is, is that even if damned if you do, damned if you don't, was the truth, right? Right. He still chose the most destructive path. Right. He said, instead of go, well, this is going to have the same outcome either way, I might as well be able to live with myself and do the right thing. Yeah. Instead, he said, fuck everybody. I'm going to fuck everyone's life up. Yeah. So at that point, you've made your decision.
0: And you're the problem. Yeah. Lisa goes, do you want to move on with all these people? And Sandoval literally winces and goes, it's just, God, Lisa, he sounds like a toddler. Like He does. He goes, S- Lisa goes, stop
1: being so angry. And Sandoval goes, because you're attacking me. It's it's so indicative of like what Ariana has been talking about this whole time. Like they didn't grow apart. She grew and he didn't. Right. And that's why they didn't work together anymore. Right. Because she grew the fuck up and he is still a child. Yeah. But that, that's like him saying that
0: like that in that moment too, it's also like he can get away with it with Schwartz where if Schwartz like, pushes him on anything he can just be like dude like my feelings or whatever and like schwartz rel- sorry i'm sorry dude
1: my feelings or whatever
0: yeah and like he relents lisa doesn't relent because lisa is in an authority position and here he's like he feels like it's an attack because she he's, she is questioning the shit that he's saying that's what he views as an attack it's so fucking stupid. Lisa goes, I'm not attacking you. Sandoval goes, this is my life. I'm not living my rock star dreams. I'm literally grueling. It's grueling fucking work. Lisa goes, have some remorse. And Sandoval literally goes, I am. Uh. <laughs> like <laughs> Embarrassing
1: i hate this man so much
0: but lisa is trying to be like just have some remorse she's getting so frustrated with him just like just have some fucking remorse he goes if i say i'm sorry it's crocodile tears i battled with fucking suicide and then lisa like stops in her tracks and goes no 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 and sandival goes don't tell me what i felt yelling at her and okay this is where we're going to get to the part where i have to issue a massive disclaimer because this is again a nuanced topic. One, I do not wish Sandoval to cause harm to himself, first off.
1: Uh, Like, literally, no one deserves to be in that place.
0: No one deserves to be in that place. Um, No one deserves to uh, be told that they should take themselves to that place. 1,000%, that is an entirely wrong thing to do. And anyone who is... I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to give myself the best words. Anyone who is in that place should do everything that they can to get resources, get help to get out of that place one thousand percent that and that place is very real and it is dangerous and it is um, a thing that should be taken seriously and Lisa does i understand lisa 's instinct. To take it seriously. Because that's how she lost her brother. That's how she lost her brother. And Sandoval knows that's how she lost her brother. We can also not ignore the very real statistic and the very real tendency of narcissists, particularly narcissistic boyfriends and husbands, and their tendencies to use the threat of self-harm as a manipulation tactic. It is a very common thing. Yep. Incredibly common. And that is what I keep in mind in this. I'm not going to say that he didn't have those thoughts.
1: I will. (laughs) Fuck him. Like, honestly, fuck him. I don't believe it. Like, I, because what he says is what put him there, right? Right. What he says is that pushes, pushed him there was the fucking cake with um, Sandoval's A Liar written Sweet on Sweet
0: Lady Jane's cake. He doesn't say it in the episode. He says it on the Lick Vile podcast. Right. He says
1: ago. that that's what pushed him to that place. But just last week when uh, Schwartz walked into his birthday party, he joked about Schwartz bringing him that cake. So is it a joke or is it something that pushed you to the point of self-harm? And
0: here's the other thing that I, I think should be in mind. I commend Raquel for not coming back to this show Yeah, because she recognized that it would not be good for her mental health, and she was worried that something could happen to her, and and she could do something to herself that she could never take back. And that is very commendable of her to take the time to go into a mental health facility. I also think the response to Sandoval saying, and and Schwartz is saying that other people in his life knew this as well, so that's why I'm going to whatever. Give him that. But if that's the case, the response should not be for him to continue on a reality television program. Right. The response is for him to get help.
1: Mm Hmm. Well, and the fact that it's like, okay, so if you were to acknowledge that that is the case for you, then why were you fighting so hard to get on Winter House and you were upset that you didn't get on Winter House and then you went and toured all over the place Um, For no money, but you claim that you had to do that because Ariana wasn't paying her part, Um, but whatever. Um, And then you went to New Zealand to get yelled at by special forces people, whatever. Um, I guess you had fun. And then you came back to, so you spent none of your time in the interim seeking help. Yeah. You spent none I, of your time. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that there aren't people who are suffering from suicidal ideation that don't seek help.
0: Right. But but the way he describes it, I'm pretty sure he should seek help. And to my knowledge, if anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he is in therapy or has been in therapy. Nope. He seems to just be figuring it out on his own, on his Tom, everyone loves Tom podcast and, you know, on his tours with his band and like
1: also famously people that are suicidal don't go run around and tell everyone in the world that they're suicidal and then weaponize that to make themselves the victims. That's not because if you're suicidal, it's usually because you have a really low self worth and it's usually this is what I deserve And you're not using that as evidence of why everyone should treat you better. right?
0: I go back to say that I I think we cannot underestimate the real cases of men who use the threat of this against people Um, for manipulative purposes. It does exist. It's a real thing. And I also would add, I think he needs to stop being so fast and loose, by the way with talking about other people's mental health. Right. Because he's very fast and loose to, and Ariana denies it, but the way that he said that she threatened to commit suicide last year, she denies it, but he was very fast and loose to talk about that, which was none of his business. He had no consent to say that. He had no consent to say in this episode that he had to pull Rachel back from the brink because of the Nema stuff. You don't have that person's consent to say that. You don't,, yeah. so with all those factors, it makes me weary hearing him say this, because of how fast and loose he plays with
1: mental health, generally, and uses in arguments it to, and weaponizes it, Act, like, like, say what you will. But he actively went into this conversation, steered the conversation towards this topic so that he could get Lisa onto his side. Yeah. And then you see an immediate shift in her. Right. Right? Rec- r- I, like she you said. immediately starts saying they've gone too hard on you. They really need to back down, like all of those things. And if that was the case, right, if people had actually pushed that, him to that to that brink, I would agree that people needed to show up for him. Ariana has no business being involved with that. And right. sh- like, should not feel pressured to be involved with that. And, and if but that, I believe that people like Schwartz and uh, Sheena that are actually like, I, if I, that is actually the case, then they need to get him into a program right, and get him taken care of. Right. But I also think there is, there is a preview clip for next episode, so
0: I don't want to dive too much into it, but there is a, thing that lisa says to them in in that vein right right and i also think it is just as um not okay to tell a person who has been disrespected by a person who has been maligned by a person who's been treated like shit by another person that you then must be friends with that person that treated you like shit you must care for them you must um be there for them etc or else they might harm themselves i think that's a very toxic thing to put on someone
1: absolutely but i also understand why if lisa believes him why she is moved to do that i get it from lisa's perspective because it's it's she's too close to that issue yeah you know so i get why she's scared now yeah but I also don't get why she continues to buy his bullshit.
0: There needs to be a middle it's ground. So
1: it's really obvious because to he me.
0: because he has to. St- she says something like, "You have to, you know, lead if you want to repair things with, you know, sensitivity and contrition." And he he's like, "Tell me." She literally says, "Tell me right now that you understand." He goes, "I understand that." He doesn't understand that. No, and like. You have to hold those two things into account, Lisa. You have to have, you can have the respect, uh, you can have the care, right? While also never giving him the pass to not better himself and not treat other people with respect.
1: Because at this point, actually, take it back that it should be on Schwartz and Sheena if they're going to be close to him to do those things, right? It should have been Lisa. If Lisa was really concerned about him, she should have said, "Look, we're stopping production. We're stopping production. Let's get you checked in somewhere." I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care if you can't afford it, I will pay to put you in somewhere where they can keep an eye on you and get you the help you need. If that is real, then let's get you help. That should have been what Lisa did. Instead of going around to all of these people that he has hurt, and said, you have to now ignore all of that and be his friend again. Because otherwise, he will kill himself. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not. Get him the help so that, number one, he's safe. And number two, getting to a place where he can then apologize if that is real. Yeah. Because that's where they would get him right. to that place. Yeah. But it's not real. So stop it. Yeah.
0: Let's move on. Those are, my, those are our thoughts. Like like we said before, it is a very nuanced thing. I am very sensitive to people with this issue, so...
1: I have been there twice myself. Right. So I get it. That man is full of shit. Yeah.
0: and But you've also been... And I, I think I'm okay to say this because I think you mentioned it on the podcast before. You've also been with a very verbally abusive partner. Yeah. In the past. And so you know, you know it on both ends.
1: Yeah. So And that person weaponized that against me and actually pushed me to the second attempt that I made yeah. was from that person. So I am very intimately aware of those dynamics. Yeah. That that he's showing is bullshit. Yeah. And that's why I feel comfortable calling that out. Right. So
0: let's move on. Um, Lala and Ariana are going shopping at one point and they're getting ready to go to, uh, see you next Tuesday, um, at sir. Uh, they're talking about James and Ariana says, I did always feel that when James was sober, he was better. Like, I don't want to tell him what's good for him. You know, what's not good for him. And Lala goes, I love that you said that because I don't think anybody who still drinks should be telling someone they shouldn't drink. I'm like, Nah, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Some people can drink normally. (laughs) Yeah. Like not everybody's an alcoholic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so as this is happening, we also then go to Katie and Sheena uh, having their get-together dinner, um, and they're hitting it off, and it's going well. Sheena mentioned, I heard you had a date maybe across the street tomorrow night, and apparently Katie is going – gonna go out on a date with i think the guitarist of the 27s his name is kevin mm-hmm. so i love that she says her professional kevin and i kevin and i clicked because we talked about tequila and he didn't know anything about tequila so i really got to shine in that moment
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: using tequila katie for the better <laughs> I'm just so proud of Katie like in know, growth and like her finding her own like personal confidence about herself and and all that. So like Yeah. I'm I'm really also, happy. Also,
1: can we talk about how she wears this dress in the confessional so much better than Kyle does? on memory? Yeah.
0: Girls? But also, did you see the the comments where it's like, "Oh, apparently this is like the lesbian like intro dress or whatever." Like oh. <laughs> apparently yeah um sheena apologizes for inviting Swartz the emo night she goes that was old sheena feeling bad that someone was left out but when he said i don't want to abandon sandoval i was like i immediately am regretting this i don't want to have you ever be uncomfortable with him being there which i thought was big on sheena to be like "Yeah, yeah i had a moment and like but i realize now like yeah that's you know okay sheena yeah Katie goes, I appreciate it, but it's not about me. It's more for your sake. Like, I can be in a room with swords, but it's, like, I just want you to have a better, like, sort of, like, understanding of, like, how people treat you and et cetera. Sheena's, like, the people in my life are the people that I want in my life. And Katie goes... To have to carve out time for garbage people just because I have history, if you don't add value to my life, and she's like, that's the biggest thing. If you don't add value, you don't need to be there. Yeah. And that's so true. That's the, here's the thing. Everything they're saying is correct, and also Ariana's boundaries that she lays out are correct boundaries. The only reason people have issues is because they're on a reality show. Yeah. And so like that, like that's the only reason. And so, like, yeah, in a, like in normal human life, nothing about what these ladies are saying is crazy. It's not. Like, yeah. Well, and that...
1: Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. Swartz uh, stops by Vanderpump Dogs to get the dogs groomed and uh, takes some time to talk to Lisa. And he tells... She tells... Or he tells Lisa about, yeah, like, my brother, I just got him back into rehab, but he's also then gotten to the hospital because he has cirrhosis. And I felt really bad for Swartz here. Like, you know, he's going through... Like, that and the other brother having the cancer scare, it's, like, a lot. And I do yeah. agree that, like... In those moments, I feel bad for Schwartz, and I think I said it last week. I think he is partially falling under the issue of being friends with Sandoval in the sense that I do because Sandoval is so manipulative. These read manipulative, but I don't think they
1: necessarily are. Well, and it's <sighs> but you know what I mean, though. It's frustrating because I want I want Schwartz to be better, and I believe Schwartz can be better. Right. Maybe I'm just falling for the puppy doll shtick. I, I will agree that that's probably a part of it, maybe even a big part of it. But I, like, he's so... You see glimpses of this caring person that he could be. Right. Like, at the end of the day, Katie fell in love with this person for a reason. He has good parts. Yeah, sure. Um. So it's just, I... <sighs> I want him to be better, and I think he could be, and I think we see glimpses of that when he stands up to Sandoval and is like, no, you, you were wrong here. We see that here. We see him, he did a little bit of that last season where he was doing those digs and jabs, right? Yeah. But he was also, like, being part of it. So he's such a strange confusing character and i think there are moments where he
0: weaponizes the puppy dog stuff i think yeah. in the conversation with ariana later that happens a couple times yeah but i think this moment felt different to yeah. me and i think you can tell when he's
1: actively using it and when he's not there's a path for him to be a good person that is back firmly within the group i don't know if he will take it right because that it, it's so frustrating yeah because he could be, he could, and he's choosing not to.
0: Yeah. And they're almost begging him at this point, And he just yeah. won't Lisa. They're talking about Sandoval and Lisa goes, I just don't think the punishment really befits the crime. And maybe I would feel very differently if Ariana wasn't living her best life, but she's kind of moved on. I hated this statement by Lisa yeah. only because it plays into what we, the, the stigma that we put against women. If Ariana is in, in a ball crying right, inconsolable, then she's over it. And she's moved on. And, and so she has no emotions with it
1: anymore. That's not true. Yeah. Like, like, it's, it's like, women grieving and dealing with betrayal doesn't look the same. Like, from woman to woman, from person to person, like every person deals with trauma differently. So like, yeah, of course it's gonna like you can't just tell Ariana this is how you have to behave in order for it to be valid. Yeah, that's not that's not how
0: this works, right? Um, Lisa talks to Santa or says that you know that the self harm stuff really scares the life out of her, and I and like we said, we understand why it scares her and like why she's airing on the side of where she's airing. She goes, as a friend, you have to try and help change this whole narrative. And Schwartz goes, he doesn't make it easy on me, which like yeah, like. Or at all. Like yeah. like he doesn't make it possible for you.
1: Well, and I mean also for it to fall on Schwartz when everything else has fallen on Schwartz. Right. right? It's like it's like not like on Schwartz. Al- I'm he's sorry. He's already got to run Schwartz and Sandy's by himself. He's already got to manage Tom Tom by himself. Right. He's already got to, you know, do all of these things and- where Tom has dropped the ball. And how do we see that
0: manifesting now? Him being his translator in every fucking, you know... Yeah. And it's, that's... (sighs) Yeah, it's frustrating. Lisa talks about how they're opening up a new restaurant in Tahoe, and maybe they can do a get-together. Why don't you get them all together? And Swartz goes, I mean, I know Ariana and Tom, you know, that's a no. And Lisa goes, yeah, probably won't happen with Ariana ever, nor should it. If it has been done to me, I would have cut Ken's what's-its off and shoved it up his ass. At least you acknowledge that.
1: Like, like, again, Ariana doesn't have to be friends with this man. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Can you imagine if this had happened between Ken and Kyle? Because that would be the equivalent, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. back when oh, LVP and yeah. Kyle were besties. Wild. Wild. Blows my mind even thinking about it. Crazy. Right. But yeah, Lisa would have eviscerated that man yeah. and Kyle. Rightfully so.
0: Um, they all get together at Sir uh, for See You Next Tuesday. Um, Schwartz joins them. I love Lala goes, are you just popping in or were you invited? <laughs> and Schwartz is like, that's a dig. Like, like, <laughs> but dude, you're going to get digged. Um, Schwartz, uh, talks about how he's being sober curious. And so he shows Lala, he has these like neurotropics or whatever. They, it, Lala's like, I never really heard the term sober curious. Like it's like the new California sober, which I think you can have
1: moments of sobriety if for you. Like you're, well, I mean, I thought it was pretty clear what he was saying. And I think Lala was just taking an opportunity to dig it. Schwartz. What was he saying? That he's looking into the idea of becoming sober, at least part-time, and, like, lessening how much he's drinking and, like... Be- sure. Well, because yeah. he's actively trying to, like, be considerate of being around his brother and, like, all of those yeah, things. But they, like, yeah, but
0: they don't know about his brother stuff, I'm assuming. And so that's probably sure, why but he's but not... I, I
1: mean, even then I think if you say sober curious, that makes sense to me. Sure. Like you're looking into what a sober lifestyle looks like. Yeah. Like
0: Ali tells him, like, I'm trying it too short and I'm, I'm thinking yeah. and like he's like, Oh, like, you know, they talk about like the sober people in the group and she's like, Yeah, I'm sober too. Like I'm uh, for three weeks. So it's like it's amazing how many of the group are sober right now. Like
1: Especially considering the fact that all of the restaurants that they are are bars I mean, Sir is a, a restaurant, but it's like a bar and a restaurant. Yeah. Pump was a bar. Tom Tom is a bar. Shorts and Sandy's is a bar. Yeah, it's, what, what are we doing here? This
0: was always going to be the inevitable result. Like that. honestly, um, Schwartz uh, goes to the DJ booth and tells James that he's inviting everyone to Tahoe, including Sandoval. And, he, and James goes, "I mean, everyone here is cool. Like, would be nice if he didn't come. But hey, like, I don't want to spend my days feeling this anger. So I can't let this stuff annoy me." And is he,
1: this a backdoor pilot to Lisa's new show?
0: No, because that's someplace else. That's in like Italy or something. Or like, oh right, it's yeah. like.
1: Like,
0: what's Some, the name
1: of it? Uh, like Vanderpump Villa, Villa. Vanderpump Villa. I was like Villa Vanderpump. What? One
0: of the two. We may watch it. I don't know. Um, Swartz <laughs> tells James beautifully stated. I bet you think it's beautifully stated. <laughs> like my God. <laughs> um, then Tom arrives with Kyle Chan, uh, and Tom says his confessional. I'm taking what Lisa said to heart. I'm ready to be apologetic and humble with the rest of the group. Let's see how that looks out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not great. Uh, <laughs> who could have predicted? Uh, Sheena uh, tells Ariana, Sandoval just walked in, and Ariana's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Ariana says her confessional, I don't know why Sandoval would show up to Sir. I will not have him in my circle. It's not going to happen. Peace out, dude. You fucking suck.
1: Like, but also, if he was looking to be humble and apologetic, Don't you think he would have, I don't know, gone to the group and said something? Or how about this? Go to James. You just had
0: to fight with James. Apologize to James at the very least, right? Yeah. Yeah like at one point katie's literally like so he just had this like big blow up at james and then shows up at his event yeah okay like
1: like it's just weird like what are you doing but uh, he and james is not even with the rest of the group so it's not like you have to go to the group to get him by himself but uh, but you're
0: right though like as if we were to believe if sheena did not pass him to go to the bathroom he wouldn't have
1: interacted with anyone he would just sat at that table to be fair though it's not like she didn't see the cameras
0: right no i I think, that, I think that was slightly staged. Let's be real. Um, but Sandoval and Kyle are sitting at a table. Just again, the way Sandoval acting is so. He goes, All right. Wow, it's busy to not. It's just a little. I, maybe I'm hypersensitive, but it's just like he just feels like he's performing. It's,
1: it's so, yeah, it's bad.
0: I think the bagel truck scene last season fucked any chance that he had up for me because I yeah. know he produces scenes. Yeah. Like he goes, I feel like someone's going to like accidentally spill a drink on me, but like on purpose. Because, again, it's like, oh,
1: like, no one cares. Like, But also, like, preemptive, you know, framing so that if something accidental does happen, he's automatically the victim. Sure. Um, this waiter
0: for Sir Jesse then comes over. We've seen him a couple times. Um, he comes up and goes, obviously, I've been wondering how you've been doing. I've been worried for you. You fucked up, obviously. And Sandoval goes, I know there's a lot of collateral damage, like, especially to Schwartz, but I know you've gotten some too. Again, a lot with Jason. Who is this person? Like, what collateral damage has he gotten? Nobody. Nothing. Nothing. Nobody knows who this man he is. Jesse goes, I told you when this all went down, I had to unfollow you on Instagram. I didn't want to be attached to the decisions you made. And Sandoval goes, I just don't want you to have to deal with any extra stress because of me. And Jesse goes, thank you. It means so much to me. And then they hug. It just felt like fake. It felt fake. I didn't. And then he slipped a 20 in his pocket. Or Lisa did. Like, you know what I mean? Something. Something. It was just weird. And then Sandoval, Ch- after he leaves, Kyle Chan goes. So you have to deal with that all the time, every single person you see. And Sandoval then again has because the- he's got this like long sleeve sweater on. Like takes the sweater sleeves to like pat away no tears, nothing. <laughs> Fucking get the eye drops, dude. Because I just feel really bad, man. Um, Swartz then goes up to the group who are all sitting around outside and Swartz goes, tells them that Lisa wanted him to invite everyone to Tahoe. And Swartz is like, you know, including, you know, who, and Katie goes, why? (laughs) Exactly. And Swartz goes, because I want to invite everyone. Ariana immediately says, I don't want to be anywhere near either you or my ex. And Swartz goes, But I figure since you guys are already kind of, like, in the same house, like, it wouldn't be that awkward. He knows that it's awkward. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Ariana goes, when we're in the same house, there's a mediator that goes in between, and we don't run into each other or interact. And Schwartz goes, it's a complicated situation. (laughs) It's just like, I... If he talked like like I get that he has to, he's being forced to mediate too in in a sense from Lisa. But it's like if you talked real for once, like just like whatever. Yeah. He, he goes. I mean, like you guys can book your own spot, but I would love if you came up. You don't have to like see me or Tom. Then why would they come up? Like what? Like stupid. Lala then goes after everything that happened because Lala's trying here. She goes. After everything that happened and how he has treated you, what makes you feel the need to stand by his side? Jay, like, honestly asking a genuine question. And Schwartz goes, we have a very beautiful friendship, and right now it's strained. It sucks for me. <laughs> Which is just like... <sighs> Say that in front of Ariana. It's crazy to me. Ugh. Lala goes, I think it's beautiful because you're a part of it, but on his end... Whether you want to see him or not, Schwartzy, the day will come where you see it. And you're going to look back and go, I fucking should have gotten rid of him when that shit happened. Yeah. And Lala is so correct on that. Like, whether Schwartz realizes it now or he clearly doesn't realize it now. Like,
1: I mean, I think he was, (sighs) he seems so close, right? He seems so close to that moment, but I, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, Lala goes, he will devastate you. And Schwartz goes,
0: but we've been working through it. Like, it's a work in progress. What have you been working through? What work is San- like? Because a work in progress, like, what work has Sandoval done? Right. In your relationship? Because all we've seen is him, you capitulate to him, go to his party, and then him, again, not listen to you. hmm Katie's face is just like, I've heard this shit like a million times before. Like, sorry. Ariana then goes, listen, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. And Swartz goes, I love that for you. This is when Swartz gets like, yeah, it's people would point out the switch that Swartz flips with women. Sometimes where he goes from puppy dog to aggressive. Yeah. She goes, so good luck. Anything everyone says about you, about any of this shit, is always going to fall on deaf ears. You're a lost cause. Schwartz goes, don't speak on behalf of the whole group. You're not the queen of the group. Come on. Like, your ego is getting a little bit like... And I'm like, fuck off, Schwartz. Fuck off. And he's doubled down on the after show after the fact, so he has no excuse that it was just in the moment. But it's like, she wasn't speaking on behalf of the group. Literally every time she sets a boundary, she says, I... I'm not going to be around him. I'm not going to be, you know, in his vicinity. I, I, I. She doesn't speak for the group.
1: Well, she, what she does say is that anytime uh, you say something to anyone, it will fall on deaf no, ears. No, no, no.
0: That's not what she said. Read it back. She says anytime anyone else says this stuff to you, meaning if anyone who tries to be like, look at what Sandoval is doing to you, that is going to fall on deaf
1: ears from you. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he misunderstood that too, and that's why he's saying you're talking for everybody because that's what I heard. Sure, But and so i i can I can have room that someone else could mishear that as well. Fine, but, but also I know that he also just does that.
0: But also, he's again, like I said, he's double, tripling down on the after right. show. And also, we posted a great video on our Instagram and our TikTok of Sandoval being like. Look, that's what I experienced in the relationship. You know, her intelligence. And you saw it, Schwartz. You saw it in the relationship. And the way Schwartz in this after show is disassociating and, like, trying to, like, it's just so, like, sad. It's fucking sad. Um, Aria is like, oh, wait, so now it's my ego. And Katie goes, don't say that to her. I love that Katie's standing up being like, you're not going to talk to her like you've talked to me for years, by the way. Um, Ariana says her confessional Schwartz is very clearly confusing strength and boundaries with ego I'm not making decisions for anybody else but myself if I don't want to be around my ex I literally don't fucking have to yeah period Schwartz goes she's speaking on behalf of the whole group and Katie goes she can because that's how we feel like this isn't just her issue right you're not gonna portray that portray that uh, Schwartz goes, I'm sorry I said that. Like, I mi- I just missed the group dynamic. And Ariana goes, no one destroyed that but him. Because I... And I feel like her saying that was like, I see what you guys are trying to do. Right? I see you're trying to make it that I broke up the group. Right. That's horseshit. Schwartz goes, I'm trying to have a conversation. And you are all just, like, teaming up on me. Like, fuck off. Like, ugh. It's so, like... He, no, like they are, they are having a conversation with you. You just don't like what they're saying. Honestly. And Katie Leary goes, release yourself from this fucking torture. It's just exhausting to watch you just like not listen. Like. Yeah. Okay. So then Sheena says that she's going to go to the bathroom and then very conveniently walks. She says hi to Kyle, (laughs) Kyle Chan. But the way Sandoval goes, Hey, Sheena. Hi. I didn't even recognize you. And he like stands up and just like no tooth smile and stares at her. Again, like he's an alien.
1: It's so weird. And
0: Sheena's looking at her like looking at him like
1: Okay. It's weirdly aggressive.
0: Yeah, it's just odd and awkward and like yeah. Sandoval goes, can I talk to you for a second? And Sheena goes, not right here. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll meet you in the back. I'm not doing that here. Which I don't even think Sheena should have talked to him, but it's clearly the show. Well,
1: but the thing is, is that by, by him being, you know, being all smiley and being nice and all of those things, it makes them look like the asshole if they won't engage. Right. That's what he's, he's manipulating public opinion at this point. They go out to the Sir Alley, the
0: famous Sir Alley. This was so strange. Sandoval goes, I got you a vodka soda, another gift. I got you a vodka soda because I stopped and got a Diet Coke. And Sheena goes, I'm actually three weeks sober today, but thank you. And Sandoval goes, yeah, I had this like weird feeling that you weren't drinking tonight for some reason. Then why did
1: you get her a vodka soda? (laughs) It makes no sense it's so odd. Why not err on the on the side of getting someone like there is no one in the world that drinks that doesn't drink something that's non-alcoholic yeah. except maybe Marisol uh, on Miami. Sure. <laughs> maybe. But everyone else at least occasionally drinks a non-alcoholic beverage. So why would you not err on the side of non-alcoholic if you had even the inkling that she might maybe kind of slightly not be drinking tonight. It's, he's just saying
0: stuff. I no, really I think know. he is. They sit down and then again, they just awkwardly stare at each other as Sandoval's like smiling. And Sheena's just like looking at him. And Sandoval goes, you look like you kind of rode in on like a Shania Twain, like motorcycle. Like, you know, in that video and Sheena goes, thank you. Sandoval goes, is that what you were going for? He's like laughs, smiling. It's, and and she is like, yeah, it's like a Y2K look. And he's like, yes. Uh, it, he gives me the fucking creeps. <laughs> like it's it, well, but the amount it, of times he says, I'm not a serial killer. You're really giving off serial killer.
1: Well, but that's part of the manipulation, right? Yeah. He's trying to establish we're friends. Remember right. you like when we're getting along, you like the banter. Yeah. But he never, t- it's just, Unless I miss misrem- He never
0: talked like this before. Like it, he would never presented like this to me before. Like it's just
1: a new weird, like, yeah, like, but so- I mean, but, but it's all, everything he does is manipulation.
0: Well, and especially because he goes, speaking of which, like this is like a Y2K sweater and Sheena goes, nice. And Sandoval goes, it's Ali's. I found it in his bedroom. I found that so gross. I'm sorry. I found more manipulation. Rest in peace of that man. You know, nothing against that man. But I am, I found that so gross that he, like the way he transitioned that. Yeah. Sheena goes, yeah, I didn't expect getting blocked when I reached out when someone so near and dear to you passed away. Sanibel goes, I understand that and I appreciate it. I was not in a good place that day. I haven't been in a lot of days. I felt like maybe you were doing it just to say that you did, which isn't past Sheena. Like, yeah, sure. But
1: also but, she could just say that she did. But also. Nobody's going to check with you.
0: Right. But like other than her like saying that she that she sent you this message and you blocked her, like she's not saying it publicly. She's not like, you know, like boasting about it. I don't think she even said it on her podcast if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, you know, she's not doing it as front facing as you do all your shit front facing sheena goes i would think after 14 years of friendship you would know me better than that and know that it was genuine because i have a heart you've not been acting like you have a heart and Sandoval goes everything i do is like look in the most negative way possible because you are doing so many negative things because you're the most negative person possible <laughs> <I> she- just, <laughs> sheena goes But don't you think if you would have been honest and remorseful from the beginning, it would have been a different outcome? And he goes, of course, I handled it like shit. I mean, I can't do anything about the past, which is such a classic like. But also, you're
1: still handling it like shit.
0: Right. That's what you're not recognizing. It it is continuing to be mishandled. Right. Right. She, gets, she goes, you can, be, you can apologize and be remorseful. You don't need to keep doubling down and acting like the villain, Tom, which is what he's doing. Like, yeah. And she, he goes, Sheena, I apologize to you so heartily at your house. But then, but, but, Sanibel, then what did you do after? Yes. You had that moment where you cried at her house on her couch and all
1: that stuff. And apparently ruined that couch for her.
0: Right. And then you went into the reunion and then you were telling work, Sheena's groveling and trying to get in back with the So you're an asshole. Stop acting as though like you didn't flip-flop on these fuckers. Yeah. Like when it was convenient to you, they weren't your friends. But when it was you had an opportunity to maybe get sympathy for them, then you were their friends. Fuck off. Sheena goes, it's not just me, Tom. And he goes, I would love to talk to Ariana. I would love to. Because out of everybody, she's been a hundred times less proactively vindictive, which is weird to me because she's the one that I did it to. She has every right to come after me and do all of that stuff. But Ariana doesn't get off on that shit. She doesn't want to see me dragged to the point of fucking like, and then he pauses and goes, I mean, I feel like he was going to try to introduce the suicide thing again. And like, is but also again fully contradicts what he said on Nick Vile that she was yeah. being proactively
1: vindictive yeah whatever and honestly that was it 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 was one thing to say that because a lot of people are saying oh well that podcast was done you know recently and this was 10 months ago so what shifted well but if you also remember in that podcast and several times since the filming of the show He has said, this this is indicative of how she was our entire relationship. This is the real Ariana. So, then he was lying. Yeah, exactly.
0: Sheena goes, nobody wants to see that, Tom. And she, and Sanibel goes, but it's been fucking relentless. I get you're doing podcasts for money, but at a certain point it's too much. And Sheena goes, and there was a certain point where we stopped. And I'm so glad that Sheena brought this up when he did the whole, like, I know you got to do it for money, but like, you got to, you know, at a certain point, Sheena goes, I think you should just really need to humble yourself. And the next show you play, maybe leave Schwartz and Raquel's name out of your songs. Yeah. Like, you don't get to fucking say that I am saying too much stuff, that I am not unrelenting, when you're s- singing about Schwartz losing his house and Raquel being hot for me or not for me or whatever the
1: lyrics are in your fucking shows. Yeah. Um, also, just to backtrack to Ariana, so you're you're wanting apologies you're wanting to talk like i'm sure that if you sent a message via your assistant that you were ready to do to um agree to selling the house um you know, to a third party. Yeah. If, all, if she would sit down and allow you to apologize, I'm sure she would sit down with you. She probably would take that, yeah. She would be happy to hear you out and then put the house on the market. But you have to give something. You have to stop being a dick. But the thing is, he doesn't
0: think that his life can't be exactly like the way it was right. without he, work. Right. It should just be that way. Sheena goes, everything you're doing is literally the definition of a narcissist. And Sandoval goes, it's not. You should look it up. Which is so kind of like, you should look it up. It's so like, okay. But also we have and you are. But again, here's the real Sandoval. Here he is. Yep. And Sheena goes, a narcissist is never going to admit that they're a narcissist. And Sandoval goes, yeah, I know. That's why Lala won't say that she is fuck off
1: you don't Sniper know from the left on lala i guess <laughs> I'm
0: like it's like you don't know what a narcissist is dude and also it just again he can't be pushed in any way on anything that he says without dropping the like humble facade and like right. you know what i mean and revealing himself sheena goes well she's not and that's offensive i have to get home to my daughter which i love that's her excuse now to get out of like shit the. She goes, my advice to you is to humble yourself and have some humility. And Sandoval goes, okay, yeah. Like, very condescending. Sheena gets up and goes, no one is wishing for any harm to come to you or her. I just want to make that clear. And Sandoval goes, you should know that after that Nima interview, I really had to talk her down. I just want you to know that. Going back to what I said, stop saying that shit without people's fucking consent. Yeah, Stop. It's nasty. And Sheena goes, "But she said it, Tom. And I'm with Sheena about the whole having ne- ne- Nema or Nima on the podcast where I was you were calling me a liar. You were saying I was making that shit up."
1: Right. She has every right to defend her good name. And so, I well, brought her na- okay name.
0: I brought him on the podcast because he was the one that Raquel told. Yeah. And so I'm not making it up. You may not have told Raquel, but Raquel told him. Right. Period. Like, so, I'm with Sheena that she had a right to sort of, like, clear her name in that regard. Um, Sandoval goes, but is it really your business? I thought this was so illuminating. He goes, but is, this really, is it really your business? And Sheena goes, well, when my character is being questioned, yes, it is my business. He goes, but it wouldn't have even had to have been that if you hadn't have brought it up to begin with. Meaning, you should have shut the fuck up. And when all this stuff was coming out about all that you knew, right? You you wanted her to be like Schwartz, yeah. Period. And then Sheena just goes, "It would have never been if you hadn't fucked Raquel to begin with." I'm done and go storms off. And Santa goes, "I know that's going to be a thing." Yeah, it is because you fucked her. It is going to be a thing because it happened.
1: Yeah. Like he just wants to sweep everything under the rug and act like none of the last year happened. It's oh,
0: I hate him. Like this is my thesis conclusion of why I hate Tom (laughs) Zandewall. There it is. Um, That was Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're talking the newest episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Don't go anywhere. Do you want something new to put on your reading list? Are you feeling your holiday spirit
1: grow while also being astutely politically in tune? Then you'll want to pick up The Santa Strike, a new book by Shanna Hamaker.
0: While home in Midland, Texas, on a weekend visit with the eccentric uncle who raised him, Marion Wachloski, otherwise known as Mary, discovers a long-forgotten letter Uncle Joe wrote to Santa Claus. Mary keeps it to share with his girlfriend Lindsay and his best friend Tommy, At first, they consider the letter to be nothing more than a silly lark. What kind of grown man would write a letter to Santa? But soon, Mary and Lindsay find themselves caught in a much larger mystery concerning many, many more letters to Santa, all surrounding the crisis of gun violence in America.
1: You can order The Santa Strike now on Amazon, available both on Kindle and in paperback.
0: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at
1: sidekickmediaservices.com. Welcome back to Again Gay a Zimby. Let's head back to L.A. where our diamond holders unite around what they do best, shopping, drinking and being nosy ass bitches on real housewives of beverly hills real housewives of beverly hills for this week um you were saying you really liked this episode i really did and it, it's because of the last bit of my intro there they're at the diamonds and champagne party where they really just kind of are being happy and yeah. like just it, it was a good mood and it was the whole cast pretty well, much yeah well, I, while well, I think there's still like ish, interdynamic
0: issues between the cast, I think I may have mentioned this last week. I can't remember. Maybe I said it off podcast. Um, I think this is a rebuilding season in many ways. Yeah. Is it the? I think some. I've heard some people say the season's been boring, but like I think with Rena gone, yeah. you had to have time to reformulate friendships and right. and make it feel like a group again and make it feel develop a chemistry yeah. that can sustain and like then you can work out in more details and get more sort of like invested in other things i think you had to rebuild a little bit and like this i think when we get to the party at the end that was kind of a prime example of that i will say i did feel more than in past seasons like particularly erica like feeling more like she is with the group than just like with her own particular friends
1: yeah because i mean erica has in the past like been isolated it it was basically her and renna and diana yeah kind of in a corner last season and they were kind of tangentially connected to kyle and and dorit but really and truly they were their own little pfft, and they weren't really connecting with anyone else right
0: and Rena very much facilitated the idea that Erica didn't have to connect with anybody else. Yeah, I really. Think I mean, Rena like, was
1: doing to or to um, Erica what um, Giselle is doing to Robin. Right. It's really once once you remove,
0: and, and I think Rena has value. Don't get me wrong. I love Renna when she was at her best.
1: I but, used to love Giselle too. <laughs> exactly.
0: But it's like once you remove that piece of the puzzle, you mm-hmm. really see the shift. Yeah, you and not just like just a mentality. Like you see people like being more open, and I think like that's not happenstance. I think that's for a reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is an indication of what could be in the future of Potomac. Yeah, this rebuilding where everybody really kind of connects better, and because it it's the same image. Yeah, I mean, not to talk too much about Potomac. We didn't get it this week, but like. it's the same problem. Right. I mean, but Beverly Hills doesn't have the added issue of having a shitty production company. Sure. That's that. But like, come on, Bravo. Yeah.
0: Um, we start the episode by Erica meeting with her therapist, Dr. Jen. Um, to sort of talk about how things have been going and stuff like that and talking about, like, that with the resi- residency and stuff like that. She's in, like, a good place right now going forward. Erica says, I want to surpass any expectations, but I'm a little afraid to be honest with you. And Jen goes, you used to have your husband and unlimited funds and unlimited resources. It's easy to forget Tom did uh, support you before things got really bad. And Erica goes, right or wrong, good or bad. The man encouraged me to be here. And I was... Whew, okay, um, I I get what they're saying, and what they're saying is like pro, like correct, like it's, but it in the context of like why Tom is not, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, I love that she said good or bad, but I'm like, but bad, it was bad money, like like it's right, it, it was bad money, like what right. it, I don't believe you knew, but like it was bad money. I will also say. We have not watched the second part of the housewife and the hustler. We have also not seen the first one. We did not watch the first one. I've seen clips from the second one of the sit down with the victims, and they got, the second one also details some of the Marco Marco stuff, which again I've said before. I think Erica is a bit more culpable in, and might have to face a little bit harder. Yeah. Um. But I, I it's a touchy subject, and it's like I. I, I don't think there's a great
1: way to handle it on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... I... I just... I don't feel like... Any show that is trying to capitalize off of the sensationalism... Yeah. And the... Um, any of that... I feel like inherently is going to be going in under the assumption that Erica is... is the enemy right which i don't think is in tech like there's no integrity in that and i feel like the only way you can really analyze this situation is removed from the scandal of it yeah what like give it a few years and then really give it it. a
0: few years like we got at least most of the season where we did not talk about it and i was happy about that because like
1: honestly well, but I say that to say this, I don't trust that the, what's it called? Housewife and the Hustler? Housewife and the Hustler. I don't trust that that is a, a down-the-middle portrayal of what happened. Sure. I think it is most likely slanted very heavily against Erica. So
0: I will take the real, like, I'll take the real, like, the guy from Marco Marco,
1: what he is saying, I yes. that's his work. right? And, and so I, that is something I you can believe that 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 Erica is the villain in that in that. Like portrayal. when I hear from the
0: victims, when I right. hear from that, that is one thing. I think when you just hear from media personalities, like right, know, it's just like it's different. When they had like Dana Wilkie and like Daniel Staub and that, I was like, why are they there? I'm sorry, like this doesn't help your case. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's not it it. it Just seems overly critical of someone who, I mean, not to be an Erica apologist, but like someone who's been going through a lot of shit for the last few years. Maybe give her a second to breathe.
0: Also, you can be an Erica apologist. We all, you're allowed to stand one person blindly.
1: I, I, but the thing is, is I don't stand her. I know you don't view it as. Blindly. Yeah, yeah, Because I, I think that she. You don't. You criticize her a lot. I do. I think that she actively handled it completely wrong i think that she probably looked the other way when she shouldn't have but at the end of the day i think that she is a victim of tom's sure and i think that she has every right to be upset to lose her entire way of life and like i do believe that Whether the other women on this cast were right to question or not, I do believe at the end of the day, they should have fucking stood next to her instead of grilling her on things they knew she couldn't answer.
0: And we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the end scene. Um, Jen, because she talks about the... Stuff she said at Sutton Ceremony and stuff like that and how she was angry. Jen tells her, closure has to come from you. If you've learned nothing from the past few years, something shitty can happen to you and you can recover. And you know who has your back and who doesn't. And I was like, okay. Uh, (laughs) I I guess that is the right message, but I was also like, that's like, I don't know. It seemed more of an ally than a therapist statement to me, which maybe Erica needs that. I don't know. But like, you know, I, again, I think like, they get into it later about, like, w- how it's a little nuanced in terms of, like, what yeah. their feelings were. Um, we then go to Sutton, who's going to the stables to visit Santos, and she's, uh has Avi in tow. And I love when they get out of the car, and they're looking at the horse in the uh, the tr- uh, the field or whatever. And, goes, and Sutton goes, look at him. No, wait, that might not be him. <laughs> and Avi <laughs> <I'll be laughs> goes, no, he has white hair. And Sutton <laughs> goes, it looked like him from a second from afar. <laughs> I- Sutton just—I—I I don't understand. Like Sutton, anyone who doesn't like Sutton, I don't get it. Sutton's coming at gold, and I love her and Avi. I don't understand the people who are like God. I cannot imagine. It's like they clearly, like it's clearly a back and forth. I think Sutton said on the after show, like he gives as good as I give, and so like yeah.
1: you know. Well, and anyone who spent any time about around Jewish people, Avi is Jewish. Yeah, yeah. like there's a a banter amongst Jewish people and it's usually like the, it's, it's, it's a cultural difference right yeah so like he gets that and they play together like that
0: I know you don't mean to this to sound this way but when you said that about uh, Jewish people have a bear it, remember on OC when they went to Ireland and Kelly was fighting with Heather and she goes look Jewish people have a sense of humor and Heather's like <laughs> are you saying I don't have a sense <laughs> I know that's not what you meant, but when
1: you said it, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Ah, uh, yes. Me and Kelly Ben Simone, or not Ben Simone, Kelly, Kelly Dodd, Very the same different. person. Oh
0: my God. Can you imagine them in a room together? <laughs> You're fucking dumb. And <laughs> I, book it. Book that for Ultimate Girls Trap. Oh the my one God. Time, the one time I would be willing to watch Kelly Dodd again. Honestly, um, Avi's gonna feed Santos, and Avi goes. Uncle Avi bought you a purple carrot, and Santos snatches the other carrot from his bag. And he was shocked. It was like it's it's it was great. This is like the good like it's not slapsticky, but
1: it's just like See, Santos was playing along too. Santos also knows how to banter. Yeah, <laughs> you got a volley. <laughs> um, Sutton decides that
0: she's gonna ride uh, Santos for the first time. Sutton says in the commercial, "He's a big boy." But he knows me now, so I can ride him. So, like when I'm dating someone. I get to know him first before I ride him. And then she cracks herself up in the confessional. Dying. <laughs> um, I, so Kyle then arrives, which i I glad I didn't misremember this and Sutton pointed out. I will say the one thing I'll give credit to Kyle. Credit to Kyle for filming this scene when she's allergic to horses. <laughs> like, I forgot that trip where she literally almost had like an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But she walks up and goes, well, hello, beautiful. I'm talking to the horse, which I, I, I thought that was funny. There are moments where Kyle's humor hits and there's moments where it doesn't. And I think she, she, she has that like
1: negging humor where yeah. I've, I, I've been exhausted for it for a couple of years. The, and that's fair. But we were just talking about how it works with Avi and like, they have the same, that same negging humor. Yeah. Here, like,
0: I think also with this scene, like. I've been very, like, Kyle is not Sutton's friend. She's a terrible friend to Sutton, and she kind of still is. But, like, this felt a little, like, you said, kind of similar with the Erica stuff, like, at the end of the episode with the group. Like, this felt more genuine. Like, like, I I was like, oh, I can actually see the friendship sort
1: of. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think Kyle cares for Sutton. Yeah. And I think that they have a friendship. I don't think that Kyle has shown up in that friendship for right. Sutton. And
0: I think that's a t- I don't think that's unique necessarily to Sutton.
1: No. Kyle puts herself first. And in a lot of reasons, most people should put themselves first because they constantly are putting themselves at a disadvantage to take care of other people in their lives. Sure. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case for Kyle. I don't think she's ever done that for anyone but her family. I will agree that she does that for her family. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like, take care of your friends.
0: Um, Kyle says her confessional, are we certain Sutton's ever ridden a horse before? She looks about like she did when she was riding the bull in Las Vegas. I don't think she really rode that bad. That I was she like. She rode the
1: bull pretty well too.
0: Yeah. That I was like, lay off. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're like frustrating the fuck out of me. Uh, they also, they sit at the picnic table to talk. Um, and, uh, Sutton says that she had texted Christian, uh, after he had left to go to the UK and to say goodbye and good luck. And she says, I just want him to be happy. Um, Kyle then asked, did you guys ever go to therapy or anything? And Sutton goes, neither one of us have ever been to therapy. And Kyle goes, Mo and I are going to therapy now. It really was just Kyle wanting to yeah. talk about this, which she said, I think it's like important for her to open up to Sutton a little bit. Like, I think like that was one of the things Sutton's wanted, like to be like, you can talk to me about this stuff. Yeah. You know, honestly, Kyle goes, we've really been working a lot and that's, you know, created so much time apart. And Sutton goes, well, that's what's happened in my marriage. Like, he went one way and I went the other. And she and Kyle's like, we're basically going two of the, uh, the same directions, but it's a part. Because like, yeah. both of our lives are sort of, like, becoming more busy.
1: Well, because the difference is, is that Christian didn't want Sutton doing anything. Right. She wasn't allowed to pursue anything. She was a stay-at-home wife.
0: And Mo makes it clear later, like, I'm glad that you're doing projects. I'm glad that you're, like, you know, investing yourself in sort of these things that you're passionate about. You yeah. Know. So that that is a difference. Yeah, Sutton says every now and then when you're gonna you're gonna have to make sacrifices on both sides. And Kyle goes, I know, but he will never not work. Like he's not gonna do that. Obviously, you can turn down certain things. And Sutton goes, I mean, you're gonna have to, right? And Kyle goes, I mean, I don't have to. Like, and I was like, okay, Kyle, you're being selfish. I. I get and don't get Kyle's point. Like, I, well, I I get it, but I don't agree with it, maybe, always. She says, I've made sacrifices and compromises. I've been a really good wife and a good mom, and I've supported him through everything. I want to feel like Mo is prioritizing me like I have him.
1: Well, and I think, look, he's at a point with the agency where he could easily hire other people. He could work less. He can he... to to take over some of the things that are taking up his time, yeah, and that way he could be more present and still be expanding the business as much as possible, right? Because other people are doing some of that and taking on some of that load, but he could also still be more present at home, and Kyle could still literally do all of the things that she wants to do and be out and doing those things and still coming home and having time for Mauricio. right. Like, those things exist, but until he's willing to do that and take a step back, I don't see why she should have to.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, cause, like, well, and like she said, like, there was a period where I was the supportive wife, and I was right. being the one that was always there for whatever, and I didn't put myself first. And so, therefore, like, if it's going to be a change, there needs to be some losing it on your end, which I think is probably fair. Kyle says, "One day my kids will be all gone from the house, and then what am I going to have? I want to have my life too. It just feels good to be independent." And like, yeah, like I, th- I, I think that's fair. I think she contradicts that later with a comment. We'll get to it, but like, yeah, the the Mo comment was or the Mo conversation and the house was much more interesting and and. Uh, and telling to me
1: well and i think she would be happy with turning down things if she knew that she was turning that down to spend time with her husband right but if if that's not guaranteed if that's not guaranteed and she's going to turn something down to be available to be let down again i can understand wanting to be throw yourself into every project that presents itself yeah because you don't want to be sitting at home by yourself while your husband's Halfway around the world, opening another office. Right.
0: Um, we then go to Garcelle's house, and she's with the boys. They're getting, uh, they're doing this campaign for this company called Cyber Smile, which is a sort of like activist and sort of like um, so, so an organization that combats cyberbullying mm-hmm. and 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 puts the light onto you know combating cyberbullying. And this is per- obviously very personal, to Garcelle, because of what happened to Jacks last year. And so they're doing it together. And it's one thing Jacks wanted to also do as well to sort of um get out there it was funny jade with the like cue cards of like what they were reading i was like stop moving (laughs) like like, the amount of time she's been on a set for like acting gigs and she has to deal with these like
1: amateurs but also like aren't they filming it on like an ipad yeah or like a yeah like some kind of like they they literally have screen reader or not screen readers but teleprompter apps yeah where you can film yourself while you have the teleprompter on the screen. And they were,
0: like, professional.
1: Like the ones the that, lighting bit was professional, at least. Well, I thought the cue cards were, they looked like something off of a set. Like, it was so, like. Well, they literally, they had to have gone to, like, a Kinko's or something and got those made.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, but after they're done filming, Garcelle and Jax are talking uh, on the couch or whatever, and Garcelle's like, you know, I know you've been asking for some freedom, and, you know, so I think that, you know, you taking an Uber to meet your friends is fine. Like, she talks about, like, you know, with them growing up, fearing, like, relinquishing the reins and sort of, like, doing all that stuff. Um, and Jax is thankful for that. And like, I, like the, everything that we've seen this season, cause we're coming to the close of the season. Cause next week's the season. Finale, I think the stuff with Garcel and our kids has been such a great part of the season. Yeah. It's been really illuminating and has given different sides to her. And like, I just. In really this,
1: in this same vein, did you see that Uber is actually launching Uber Teen now? No. Where you can get an Uber on your parents' account, your parents track the the device you can only get a five star rated um mm. person like they're very careful about what drivers you're right. allowed to get a ride from um, everything goes through like is paired with your parents account on their phone mm-hmm. so that they can keep track of you and like all of that sort of stuff so it's a safety issue a That's safety good. thing so like literally this is what garcelle's talking about though Is like providing a space where your your teenager can go and do those things and it still make you as a parent feel like your child is safe yeah
0: i, I yeah and garcelle uh but then of course jack jacks is also jacks is a little shit he's a little dick because <laughs> garcelle goes i may not be perfect all the time and jacks goes but you'll try to get better and garcelle goes well, I won't say that I'm not good because that's kind of what you're implying. And Jax goes, "I guess I'll see it as a sign of symbolism for better things to come." Stop it! Like you're 16. Stop! Like Ugh. no, he. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going to give you a pass because your mother loves you. <laughs>
1: Look, I get that there are like like she said, she's not perfect, but like. You are a spoiled brat. (laughs) You have everything handed to you. Shut up and be grateful. Yeah.
0: Um, Sutton, uh, we see Sutton going on a second date with Steve. She finally got her second date, which, you know, great for her. I like Steve. I also saw a lot of people being like, I don't know if this guy is real. Like, I think like, like in in terms of like, it's hard to tell with these shows because it's like, he is very like comfortable in front of the camera. So that is kind
1: of like, you know, but he kind of has to be if he's going to date somebody on a reality television show. Yeah. I'd rather he be charming than sort of like weird on camera. You yeah. Know I'd I mean? rather him not be skittish.
0: <laughs> yeah. So goes, the first date you would just want to see that they're not freshly out of prison. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And so like, she's, but you can tell she's very comfortable with him. Like, I mean, she's comfortable enough to bust out the ocean spray in front yeah. of him and like, and all that. So like, I think they have a good, whether, you know, I don't know if it's lasting. I don't know if, like, um, they're still dating. But, like, I thought they had a really good banter with each other and a great dynamic. Well,
1: she says it it in her confessional. Whether this is lasting or not, I'm now comfortable doing this. I'm out here exploring this and having fun. And, honestly, I'd love to see her in this environment. It is so nice to see her just not have to deal with all the stress and the the conflict within the group mm-hmm. and to just see her shine as a person that's what i really love about these scenes
0: yeah she got, her purse is a Celine the like the artist for the purse is Celine and he goes Celine Dion makes purses now which is like a little gay coded,
1: so I was. All, that was the Who other. Who doesn't thing. know Celine Dion?
0: I guess, like you know, but just also him being interested in the purse was also generally like okay.
1: Um. Well, but he also knows that she's into fashion. Sure. That, yeah, that's fair. So it's nice that he's paying attention to the things about her that are communicating the things that she's interested in. Yeah, like but- that. That is a good sign yeah
0: and they play darts together and uh he says i think we should have nicknames like the hammer you can call me the hammer if you want i
1: was like okay sir that was a little a little sexual sir
0: we'll get to what sutton says later at Am marie's party i i think does say in the after show as well that he he was maybe a little too forward like in some of the communications so like that's Maybe an example of it, but still really lovely scene and a good way to cap off this sort of story for Sutton too, I think yeah. in many ways. Okay. So we then go to Kyle's house and Kyle and Mo are having drinks by their bar. Kyle's non alcoholic because she's not drinking. Um, uh, Kyle goes, I was going to have a session with Jamie tomorrow. You know, it's been a you know real source of like comfort for me. I don't know if you picked up on this. She like starts to talk about like sort of like this. She's very like, She's like stopping herself and starting again, stopping herself. And she seen. she seems very hesitant. And I think it's, I think it's partly because of the camera. I think like, which I understand, like. Kind of like she was in that scene with Kyle in her kitchen. Or not Kyle, Kim. Uh, Kim, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I think it's partly that, but I also, I, I don't know what combination of it is that. And what combination of it is like the, like, I think she's also trepidatious to communicate with Mauricio generally because she seems talks about feeling unheard a lot like and but i also would argue that you still need to do that we'll get to it where it's like i think you're losing the sight of like what therapy is for right like i feel that a lot through this conversation kyle goes even though we've been so good about you know talking in these sessions i still find that i'm like you know i want to talk about this like when are we going to be meeting with jamie next and mo goes well it becomes fun and kyle goes i wouldn't say fun it feels good. Like I wasn't laughing at those sessions. Like I wouldn't use that adjective. You know, it just feels good. And Mo goes, love that adjective. Like it's uh, again, a little like it's, there's such an awkwardness with them that we haven't seen in the past. And it really does feel like they are not, are out of love with each other. Like genuinely, like yeah. there is no sort of like chemistry or connection right now, but also like her being like, I can't wait to there are moments I'll have moments where it's like, Oh, I really can't wait to talk about this in our session. But you also should be communicating outside of the therapy room, right? Right. Like that, like the part of, part of couples therapy is also giving you the tools in which to communicate better in your real life. Right. And so if you're not doing that, if you're just holding everything until therapy and then you vent it out, I would argue that's just as not healthy.
1: Well, here's the. The issue that I have seen a lot with, with the way Kyle has talked about, well, we're not a toxic couple. We don't fight. We don't yell at each other. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. It's
0: still toxic, even if you're not screaming at each other.
1: But also fight for your marriage. Right. What are you fighting about? Like, well, but not even that. If you're just both being polite and cordial to each other. I would say that your marriage is dead. Yeah. There's a chance when you're at each other's throats because you are fighting to save your marriage. Yeah. You are fighting tooth and nail to hold on to the love that you have for each other. But when you are both doing this blase passive polite cordial thing, it's dead in the water. Right, cuz it's not real. Like Well, yeah, like you're you're motivation is to get to the next day yeah it's not to save your marriage you like the second that you see something that you see this slipping away should spur you into action and instead both of you have laid back and just let it deteriorate right like fight for your fucking marriage and it's
0: just like you build contempt and i feel like that's what i felt in this conversation there was like underlying contempt between kind of both of them to a certain extent like mo goes like having a session with him like helps me be more in tune with myself and kyle goes i hope it helps you kind of reflect like like you like which is like okay and then like mo like like grabs a chip or something to eat and he has a mouthful of food and goes well that's what i mean by like being in tune and kyle goes i'll let you finish that bite It's just a little like it's 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 those points where it's like everything annoys you right in a relationship and like everything like pisses you off. Mo goes it's helping us. I think we're in a way better place. And like, yeah, it's I don't think you are. Mo talks about how busy they have been. And like he's like, you know, we're both growing. We're both changing. We're about to be empty nesters. And Kyle goes we're not empty nesters yet. You keep saying that. And though goes from your perspective, you're looking at today. I'm looking at what tomorrow is going to be going to look like. And I'm like, but you all, Kyle, you had just said with Sutton that like, you're thinking about the fact, like there's going to be a point where my kids are
1: gone. And also he said, we're about to be empty nesters. Not we're empty nesters. The nest is empty. There's no one there.
0: But that's what I mean. It's like, it's the things where it's like, she's fighting him on everything. Right. Sort of like, you know, I, that's, that's, I mean, it's not good on his part, but I like it. Just shows the sign that you're not communicating properly. That's right. That's the after effect of that. And like Kyle says, like a confessional, I sometimes feel frustrated that I'm not being heard. I'm not going to stay in a situation that I'm not happy in. The things that I wouldn't want my daughters to accept, I'm not going to accept for myself.
1: But what? What is he not hearing? Because I haven't heard you say anything. Right.
0: That's the. That's what, yes. Yes. That is what the frustration is. It's like, you. it can't be that he's not hearing you when you're not saying it as plainly as you want it to be said.
1: Like, say it plainly. Like, and I know that I'm coming to this from the position of. An autistic person who misses a lot of subtle cues and communication and whatnot but like if you want something from me fucking say it if you want me to you know um take your plate to the sink ask me to take your plate to the sink if you want me to pick up uh, a dozen roses on the way home from work tell me i would like you to pick me up some roses on the way home from work, not offhandedly going, you know, roses are pretty.
0: Right. And it's like, I'm not going to, I'm
1: not going to solve a riddle. Yeah. To figure out what you want from me. Yeah. Just fucking tell me. And then if I don't do that, then that's on me. Yeah. But you have to tell me. And I, I know that that's like, that's my experience with that sort of thing. I'm not saying that that's mo, but I do know that a lot of men operate more in direct communication, and that is more the vein that men communicate in. Right. And a lot of times, those of us who are more emotional in our communications will sometimes communicate, will communicate what was that emphasis <laughs> uh, will communicate that way. And then it's not picked up. Yeah. So if you're not getting the results you want, change your action. Yeah.
0: And it, I, it was just so sad. Cause they, and like they're holding hands and, and Mo goes, we've never throughout this process stopped loving each other. Kyle doesn't say anything in the affirmative of that. She like kind of nods, but it's like, it's kind of in the vibe where she's not agreeing that with that. Yeah. And I think they have fallen out of love. And she goes.
1: I think she has.
0: Yeah. She goes. Anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell whether Mauricio has. You're right. But it's like.
1: Because I don't. Because I don't think she has communicated her issues in a way that he understands. I don't think he realizes the issue is as big as it is. Right. And so he's like, well, yeah, we're going through something, but everything will be fine. Exactly. And she's like, I'm literally like drowning, fucking my friend that's <laughs> you know, half my age. Well, that's because I'm not getting an emotional connection from you. Yeah, I'm out getting random tattoos for no reason other than to get an emotional reaction. Out and he's of at, you. And
0: as much as like, yes, she should be communicating, like you said, he isn't picking up on that. He hasn't. He isn't picking up on that.
1: She has supplemented him. Well, but yes, but also, not that. Not just that she suppl- supplemented him, but also that she has. She's acting out. Right. She's acting like a teenager in a lot of these ways. Yeah. Like she's, like acting in a way in order to get in trouble because any attention is better than no attention. Right. Because he has been neglecting her at the end of the day. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things on both sides of this that need to get better. But until she tells him, you have been neglecting me, and you do not pay me the amount of attention that I need to feel loved, he is not going to get that. So he has, she has to say that. Yeah. Those words in that order. I agree.
0: Um, Anna Marie is getting ready for her Diamonds and Champagne Mother's Day brunch. God, they really have done jack shit with Anna Marie this season, honestly. Honestly. We get one scene with her family. We get the fucking three weeks of esophagus gates. We get this one party that she done. I don't think we're going to get anything in the finale because most of it's going to be consumed with the post-production
1: stuff with Kyle Mauricio. Where was this fight we were supposed to get between her and Crystal over her transphobic husband? Yeah,
0: where was I would have much preferred that shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't need three weeks of esophagus gate. No. Like, I didn't need two weeks of are you a nurse or are you a doctor? Yeah, I don't see how Anna Marie gets brought back. I don't I, either.
0: Um... Everyone's getting ready for it. Dorit is FaceTiming PK, uh, who's out of the country. And Tariq goes, baby, it's Mother's Day this weekend. Where do you think you're going to be back? And PK goes, you know, I'm involved here. I have a lot going on. I'm going to get back as soon as I can. Which, like, what does that mean? Like, what is this, again, what is this job where it's just like, I don't know. Like,
1: I, it depends. In complete opposition to Mauricio and Kyle... Dorit is screaming at the top of her lungs what she needs for PK, and PK's literally going, Fuck you, I'm not doing it. Exactly. <laughs> he, goes, he goes,
0: Truth be told, baby, Mother's Day is what was never really a big thing in England. So fuck you, I'm not doing it. I would have been like I would have been like, I know my accent's a certain way, but we're in America. <laughs> As Erica said, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true though. She is whatever. <laughs> Dorit D- 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 goes. Mother's Day should be acknowledged. And PK goes. You're not my mother. I would have fucking reached through the phone and grabbed him. And th- she goes. No, I'm your children's mother, and I would like for you to make a concerted effort. It's like that is so- <laughs> like, PK sucks. Like D- Kyle, I know it's bad, but like you could have you could have PK right now. <laughs> like. Jeez. Um, guests start arriving to uh, Anna Marie's party and Anna Marie has a jeweler there Jason of Beverly Hills you were like what is that title I was like, oh it's his shop
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jason and then underneath Jason said Jason of Beverly Hills and I was like much what that's his lower third
0: and i i will this is i will say it's very beverly hills it's very rich and fucking oh yeah i will give anna marie that it's not some chintzy ass fucking party except for the drinks we'll get to it (laughs) But, but like she has these like millions of dollars like jewelry out and it's god it's such a beverly hills thing. It's just like you get to do they was anyone buying jewelry or was it they were just wearing it and then giving it
1: back no, they they could. There was someone there to buy from Jason. Jason, you could buy from.
0: Okay, because he because tells Garcelle he brought that for you. Three point five million. He flew it in from Tokyo. Is this like giant diamond necklace? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wild. And Garcelle goes, "Are you single?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I can make it way cheaper. Don't worry." <laughs>
1: Eric (laughs) I love Eric That man don't want you. That man is homosexual. Oh, you think? He runs a jewelry store, babe. Sure
0: fine i mean maybe there's straight many like the finer things in
1: life i guess
0: um someone i guess dropped a glass on like the way in or something erica sees it walking and goes, somebody already fell out good party (laughs) (laughs) but she's talking to garcelle at one point and there's a ring that's a million dollars just like fuck off with
1: that why well it's it's that like it's a canary diamond it's like a yellow canary oh fucking gorgeous very pretty that thing's fucking huge too it like, it's like an iPhone on your finger, and it's these. <laughs>
0: gigantic. And then Garcelle goes, that is the ring where you have to give a BJ every day. And Ger- Erica goes, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as this is happening, Sutton's late. <laughs> and the reason Sutton's late is that they try- can't even get out of the house because they're struggling to like get stuff together. Avi has poured her a roadie. <laughs> with her. I don't know. Here's the thing. Sutton is leaning into the alcohol stuff because like which, credit to her. She's doing it in front of the camera. It's not like she's hiding it. You're not beating those alcoholic uh,
1: accusations. Right. But it'd
0: be one <laughs> thing if like she drank off camera and came in drunk. She's like, right.
1: I'm just drinking like clearly. And, and to be fair, she has never showed up to any event like this. Right. I also believe she's a light, pretty lightweight. Yeah. Like
0: I think she's one and is a little tipsy. Like, and which I'm that way, by the way. Right. Yeah. Like I can't
1: drink multiple drinks. Um so, Meanwhile I can pour them back and not feel them. I, I yeah, it's it's a problem. They're
0: about to get in the car and Sutton goes, Do I have sunglasses? And Avi goes, For the love of God and has to go back in the house and he comes back and goes, Pick a sunglasses already. You're making me mashugana <laughs>
1: This is what I'm saying. They have a banter. Yeah. They're fine.
0: It's great. Um, Crystal and Dorita arrived together. I really, I loved Crystal's look. I think this was the most beautiful Crystal's look. I love the little like tendrils in her hair. Well,
1: I liked her hair up because it shows off her neck. She's got a great neck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, but it's like long. (laughs) I know what you mean but just that sentence. And And it makes her look very poised and regal. Yeah, And it's, just it, it looks really good <laughs> like i like the hair up like that
0: and oh my god sutton's struggling to get up the stairs into this house she goes where's the handrail all the people with no handrails in the city
1: like, yeah it wouldn't be an issue if you weren't like tilted <laughs> right
0: she literally the guys who have sh- like champagne at the door one has to like help her up the stairs <laughs> Jeez. Um, Sutton says that she brought, tells everyone she brought a roadie. Garcelle goes, they got drinks here too. And Sutton goes, I'm naughty today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if like, this is the day that Christian left. And like, that's why she was.
0: Well, she was like, I just want to have fun. I don't think like, she's not doing it to maybe, maybe she is coping with it, but she's not expressly saying like, I'm doing this to cope. You know what I mean? Like, and she'll say like, I had a bad day. I'm going to have a drink. Like, you know. Uh, she says her confessional. I just want to loosen up and have fun. Y'all can go drink Corbell <laughs> because you know I'm not drinking that stuff. <laughs> it's, yes, Corbel is cheap as shit. Like <sighs> it, it's it's literally
1: grocery store shit.
0: Which I don't mind grocery store shit, but it's just so weird to have that
1: with million dollar necklaces. Like right, like uh, like I'm the bitch who drinks. What is what was that stuff called that we get all the time that Marlo had? I don't at her know event? what it, I don't
0: know what it's called, but it's a well, blue... It's like
1: Stella Luna. It's or like something. a bl- it's a blue bottle with a white label with a white label and it's got like a moon on it. When Marlo did
0: her late archive opening party like two seasons ago, it's exactly what she had it there.
1: Like and we were like, we were oh shit, we were like, this is the shit we drink and we get it at the grocery store. But it's but, good. Like, it goes Cordell down great. the same. Like the brute is good if you like a dry drink. I'm not one for a dry drink,
0: right. but
1: like my favorite wine is the chillable red from franzia the boxed shit that's my favorite so i'm not gonna like yell at you for doing cheap wine but come on this is literally called diamond uh, diamonds (laughs) diamonds and champagne well and uh, what is anna
0: marie on the after show is also bragging that the party planner also does stuff with like major celebrities and stuff like that it's like but they got Corbell.
1: Like, also, I'm pretty sure Corbel is not made in Champagne region of France, so it's not champagne. No, it's That's not. sparkling wine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be bougie, be bougie.
0: There is a difference. Uh, Erica uh, says, because uh, they're all by the jewelry. Erica goes, what did you buy, Sutton? And Sutton goes, I'm working on a payment plan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't need a payment plan for those. No. That's uh, pocket change. Well, that <laughs> bracelet she was looking at was like... 365 hundred sixty five thousand. Oh, that's nothing yeah no it, like <laughs> i said it's pocket change for her like that's like what half of your monthly divorce settlement yeah
0: come e- on erica says her confessional. i love diamonds but i've had enough fights about jewels for a minute i love putting it on it's beautiful here you go i don't want to have any more fights in the court about a fucking rock and i'm like I'm just gonna ignore you said that. Okay, we're gonna... Let's let's forget about the diamond earrings! Okay!
1: But also, like, good, realizing that, you know, like, you should not be involved in buying a lot of expensive shit right now i guess yeah um sutton is pour- sutton is
0: pouring her glass in the fucking kitchen and literally pours so much alcohol in that short glass and she goes oh well that might be a little bit too much and has to pour half of it out <laughs> but that's she's doing it in front of a camera to where it's like yeah. i don't think it's like a problem you know yeah. what i mean um crystal tells erica how are you feeling after the trip and erica's You were the one person to say that I'm sorry that I contributed to your pain. And I'm very grateful because I would like some other people to say that. And I'm like, all right, okay. fuck. Um, I, oh, both of us cracked up laughing because Anna Marie goes up to Crystal and goes, can I steal you for a minute, Crystal? And and Erica goes, oh, God.
1: (laughs) Just vocally, like, out in the middle of (laughs) everybody.
0: And then as they leave, like Sutton tells them, "Can I call Christian and he'll pay for this?" And Erica goes, "No, he won't. Just send him the bill." <laughs>
1: now <laughs> it's <that's>, Mother's
0: Day. <laughs> it's all, well, there you go. Okay, but no, that's the wrong.
1: Yeah, she's the mother of your children, child, children. How many kids? She has two. Together? Okay, yeah, she has a son and daughter. Yeah.
0: Um, Crystal and Anna Marie go to decide to talk. Um, Crystal thanks her for, for being for there for her in Spain. Um, and he's like, yeah, this has just been going on for quite a while with us. It's also only been like
1: three weeks. <laughs> they should like, well, but that's half of her time on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's only been on six episodes. Or it's something. like a whole season. Um, he's, a,
0: I'm glad they made up. I just, cause I moved on and didn't care, but I was just like, whatever. I'm not invested.
1: But what really got me is that all five of the other cast members literally were sitting there on the back, like leaning against the back of that couch and going, we're not paying attention. And then like eavesdropping on that conversation, like leaning to where they could hear and see around the corner. Yeah. It, it just, it was this rare moment of like, everyone's on the same page. Everyone's having fun together. And I was like, oh, this, I love this, this right here. Yeah. This is fun. They send
0: Kyle to go check on them. And, and then Erica goes, oh, now they're hugging. They're hugging. And Kyle goes back. It's like, they're hugging. And Kyle goes, I had one job, Erica. like, what the fuck? <laughs> well
1: but kyle literally goes okay i'm gonna act like i'm gonna go get a drink okay i'm gonna go get a drink <laughs> it's like you're not a good actor yeah and erica <laughs> goes
0: now they're walking towards the cheese <laughs> um dorit asked Sutton about uh she goes tell me about your date and sutton goes we went to the surly goat. we played darts When she says they play darts, Kyle gives this wide-eyed look, and they play, like, the shade music. I'm like, why is that shady? Like, again, it's, like, just because it's not, like, a fancy restaurant and, like, whatever. Like, this is what Sutton likes.
1: Yeah. She's a southern lady. Yeah. She likes a dive bar and a good drink. (laughs) Sutton goes, he said you look very
0: beautiful. And then he said, you know, we haven't kissed yet. Apparently he texted this to her, that we haven't kissed yet. And Erica goes, he wants a blowjob, honey. (laughs) My favorite moment is when someone says, like, so vulgar on this show, and then they cut to a random person. They cut to the security guard (laughs) who's watching the fucking diamonds. (laughs) Sutton says their confessional, he just wants a kiss. I just want to know someone before I do anything like that. And also see a health certificate. (laughs) (laughs) uh god yeah uh, I, I, honestly at this point uh, Erica says can we get him over here and get the ring and then you'll blow him and Dorit goes I don't know how you good, how good you are I'm just saying Kyle might be the best out of all of us I was like okay the Kyle joke is funny like but again like going back to like the uh the Taco Tuesday Dorit doesn't know how to joke like I'm no. just being like I don't think you're good at blowjobs Sutton it's like I need them to lay off Sutton but also how would you have any
1: way to know that well, they make the joke about her small esophagus, like, in that, like... Uh, okay, and bitch got a whole mouth before you get to esophagus. <laughs> she got a tongue. She got hands. You can do a lot with tongue and hands. I, okay. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> I can't with... I, fuck. I'm just saying. That don't mean
0: shit. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um, we're... Fuck! Oh, that took me out. Um, so they all sit down uh, elsewhere on like the couches, um, and Dorit asks how Crystal and Amory are, and they're like, "Yeah, we're moving forward." Erica takes this as her moment, and Erica goes, "I think all of us really like each other, but I would love if we stood up for each other more."
1: And I'm like, "Okay, where is this going?" You knew, you knew where it was going.
0: She goes, "And that's why I want to say something on my heart that I talked about in therapy. I went through something very tough recently, like, <laughs> like." Just say the dwarves and the, the stuff. Whatever. She goes, I pulled myself out of it. Things are good. But when I look at it on the other side, I think I was disappointed that certain people, and I would say the group as a whole, were not there for me. I'm, I'm I, It's not as performative, but Erica has such a voice. Like, it's just so hard to uh-huh. not say it in that. Like She goes, half of me wants an apology from certain people in this group. And I cracked up laughing. Because Sutton then points to herself. <laughs> she's she, so drunk and she goes that did not believe in me and, and son, then sun raises her <laughs> she goes the other half of me says no if they wanted to apologize they would i'm like oh, and right. then
1: dorit the hit dog will holler yeah
0: she goes yeah but erica you genuinely don't believe that i was supportive because, of course, it's about Dorit. Like, Erica
1: goes... Dorit is the Sheena of this cast. Oh, for sure! So Sheena! I just made that connection.
0: Erica goes, when we were at Kathy's dinner, and you said that, you know, but we're all dragged into it. And they show the flashback of it. Like, which, again, I think, Erica, you need to recognize that, yes, like, them being on a show like this they are going to be questioned as much as you are. Maybe not as much like from a legal perspective, but like they're going to get questioned a lot. Yeah. Like, sorry. That's what the case of it. And they were questioned a lot. Yeah. Derek goes, but that one line, that 18 months of all the other support, that means nothing. And Erica goes, I didn't say that. Derek then says, our confessional: It was very difficult to support her. She was not making it easy. She had no empathy. She couldn't talk about it. Meanwhile, every two seconds there was a new article about something that was so damn shocking. Yet still, Kyle and I—we had blind support. Blind. It was not easy. <laughs> which it's crazy for her to just be like, we had blind support for her, which she would never admit years ago, right? No. Like she would act as though she was like, you know, it was whenever, it, whatever situation she was in. But it's like, yeah, like. Also, for you to be like, she had no empathy. But yeah. Kyle does this later where she kind of throws Garcelle and Sutton under the bus of being like, well, Garcelle and Sutton had a separate issue. Like, we never didn't believe you. Which is bullshit. Which is not true. Watch the meeting when you guys first got together after the trip, um, wherever they were, when the uh-huh. news article, when the LA Times article came out. Like, you like, Palm Springs, because they were
1: at Kyle's other's
0: house. You and Doreen were questioning whether or not Erica was being truthful. Yeah. You were. Sorry. Like, whatever after the fact. But, like, don't act as though you never were worried about it. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. And she's, Kyle says, I never doubted that you didn't know anything. And I said that to everybody and anybody that would listen to me and Sutton face like squints. Cause she knows she's bullshit full of shit, but like, she's not going to call her out one. Cause she's too drunk and two, like it just doesn't well, work. She's
1: also just tired of fighting about this.
0: Yeah. Garcelle then tells Erica, I didn't want you to fall, but I had an opinion and I'm going to stick to that forever. I thought the forever part was slightly harsh. Um, but I also understand what Garcelle is saying. Mm-hmm. She's saying, yes, I had thoughts when things were happening and stuff was molding. And yes, I had opinions. But it doesn't mean that I hoped that it was true. It doesn't mean that I wanted you to suffer or fail.
1: And I think that that, that she could still stand on that. And have that opinion and still apologize apologize for for the fact that Erica didn't feel supported.
0: Yeah, I think those are two separate things. And I think if I also think Erica could have clarified, yeah, like and 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 said, like, I just didn't feel support. And that's right, that can be separate from that.
1: Well, and that's and and Sutton literally is apologizes. She goes,
0: I am apologizing to Erica. Because I think I caused a lot of hurt and blame that was not yours. And Erica goes, thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging that. And and then, like, Erica tears up and goes, it never had to be this way. <laughs> Which, it's just, like, Erica's a performer, like I said. But, like, you know, yeah, Sutton's at least, I actually think Sutton's genuine. Like,
1: yeah. I don't want to hurt her. Well, and, and Kyle, or uh, Crystal was, too, because... Crystal never apologized for saying, you should have given the diamonds back. You were fucked up and not doing this. Yeah, She apologized for contributing to pain. Right. Which I think is, say what you will about what a valid apology is and what isn't. I think if you know that you did the right thing, but you know that it still caused harm... That there is a way to apologize for how someone was hurt and impacted by your actions, even if you still feel like you did the right thing. And I think that that's what Crystal and Sutton both said. And I think that Garcelle probably feels the same way, but did not voice that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kyle then goes... Erica, I know that I was defending you. If you didn't feel that enough, I'm sorry. God, Kyle just sucks at apologies no matter who it is. Okay. Um, that's just a terrible apology. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: because what Kyle said was it's your fault for not feeling supported. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, I didn't make you feel supported.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah. Erica says, I'm never going to get the apologies that I want from everyone, but I've received a lot of closure. This is better than I expected. And it's really nice for Sutton to acknowledge her behavior. And then uh, on the after show, Erica's just like, well, and then she made the comments about my ticket prices, which – we, we, I think they need to get off their high horse about that. She was responding to a, a questioner that made a shady question. She made a joke just in the same way that you were asked a shady question at BravoCon about Dorit's or that who was going to get divorced. And you made the comment about Dorit and PK and you said it yourself. You were performing or whatever, but Sutton isn't allowed to perform, whatever. And also Kyle, get off your fucking high horse about it too. It's- yeah ridiculous anyways overall i do agree that this was a great episode of beverly hills and we got the finale next week we're gonna see the pickup stuff after the colin mauricio news breaks like so yeah it's gonna be a pretty big finale um should be very interesting to see um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we're talking the newest episode of real housewives of miami don't go anywhere
1: Support Survivors Know by shopping today at
0: SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com. That's
1: SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com.
0: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com.
1: Welcome back to a gay and his envy. Let's head on over to Florida, where Michael Jordan definitely approves of Marcus and Larsa's relationship on Real Housewives of Miami. Babe, he was laughing. <laughs> he, you, was, you, he was laughing when he said that.
0: You don't understand. He was laughing. <laughs> 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 we'll get to it. Um, Real Housewives of Miami for this week. Can we? Should we start? We'll, let's just start with this too, because like uh, with and it's convenient with what ends the episode. Like so. It happened like mid this week that like Larsa and Marcus then apparently split up, but now we're maybe back together because they've been caught at a flower shop. And also Larsa may have a new ring, but like, like what it like, and it was so like public and like messy where like Larsa unfollowed him and then made like a cryptic
1: post. Well, and he unfollowed her too. And then he made this post about watching the, the Bowl with like all the important people in his life or something. And it was just him and his dad. And it, and it was like. What is happening? And then on Valentine's Day, they are re-following each other now, and they're seen out shopping together, and apparently she ends up with new jewelry, and there's flowers and all these things. It's like, girl.
0: I guarantee you if this gets brought up at the Traders' reunion, she's going to be like, what happened? Everything's fine. Everything, nothing happened. (laughs) No, Michael's great. Like, like... Oh, my God. It's, it's Michael's the one that bought me the new ring. Right. Like, <laughs> it's very delusional. And like, but I mean, it's Larsa. Um, okay, so let's get into the episode. They're getting ready for their last day uh, in Mexico and, and getting makeup done and all that to go out. Lisa calls Jody and she goes, hey, babe, I haven't showered yet. I feel like I'm mentally paralyzed right now, which is just such a
1: sentence. But also she says, I have not showered yet. As As she's in the makeup chair. I was like, are you going to not shower like what are you, are you gonna doing? put a bag over your head to take a shower what are we doing <laughs> are we gonna play space cadet
0: and also she's about to get on a plane too like she's gonna leave at one point to go on a plane back to the u.s right it's like, she has
1: to leave early it's like because she's getting deposed the next day those poor people and <laughs>
0: like and or you has were, a hearing i'm sorry something. yeah you should have been showering you were just on a boat on live, a
1: motherfucking
0: with a bunch of dead baby dolls and like the stench of body yeah. and the stench of death is all around you like <laughs> take a shower uh anyways so lisa has signed the marital uh, settlement agreement but she's basically unsure if lenny has signed his end and so there's worry of like you know am i gonna have to go to court etc cetera, etc cetera, stuff she's talked about um nicole comes into lisa's room to check on her uh lisa goes i'm dealing with more fights than i can handle and nicole goes look, your brain is wired in fight mode and it's hard to expect that you come to Mexico with your girlfriends and turn that off. Nicole is, I'm sorry, Nicole is so fucking smart. Like, she really is, like, I, it's such a, we were talking, like, throughout the season, how it's such a difficult thing to communicate, like, sort of like a positive message to Lisa that it's not, like, you know, being like, yeah, you have a right to just vent wherever you want or whatever, like, we're not, you know what I mean? Nicole is, like, the only one that's, like, able to do it. Like,
1: also, it's, Because of her amazing therapist. Like, we have talked about how her therapist has helped her deal with her dad. Um, But, like, also apparently is giving her language to then therapize Lisa.
0: Right. And not in a way that's, like condescending right and i think it's also her doctor background probably too in a way that helps that but it's like yeah like whoever her therapist is like i was gonna say give me the number but i probably can't afford it um (laughs) I can afford a regular therapist, but, like, this is Nicole's therapist. That therapist gets paid in yachts. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, Nicole asked, if you know, you know, do you have any support from, like, your family? And Lisa's like, so my mom is, like, coming in next week from Canada. Lisa tells her, I don't even think my parents are divorced legally. Like, even when we were all living under the same roof, my mom always slept in another room. I don't think they knew how to do it. Maybe they wanted to stay for the kids. And it's, like, it's so... It's so like Nicole's like isn't it crazy when you like learn about your family story like how it like shapes your life and it's like yeah once you hear this from Lisa's like end like yeah that makes perfect it's fucking like, sense.
1: Oh. Oh. God damn it. It explains
0: so much. And yeah. she she talks about how she left home at 16. And she would be staying with boyfriends, families. And so, like, a lot of them would take her in. And she's like, maybe it stems from daddy issues. Like, I always just felt protected by them. And it makes so much more sense, I think. It makes sense in terms of, like, why she is so wanting, like, the house from Lenny. Like, to build the house and, like, that certain level of support. Because she doesn't know a realm in which she can't
1: have that. But also why the betrayal of his mom hurt so bad
0: that's also true Yeah, because
1: she's used to becoming a part of his family and
0: they act as her family right that's that's very astute yeah like i think there's a depth that lisa as terrible as the last couple of episodes have been for her like and you could argue a lot of this season like she redeemed herself i think this episode and that and again it's what i like about miami they can always rebound um yeah So Nicole says, like, I feel like my dad is like a child. Like, you know, he has never really assumed the role as a parent to this day, which we see like very clearly. And so it's like when you like when that dynamic is fucked up, it fucks a lot of stuff up. Yeah, it's very true. Um, And Nicole says she does want to meet with her dad's girlfriend. and That's basically the plan when they go back to the States. So, yeah, we'll get to that scene. That was something. Um, Gertie is, has a really bad chest cough, so she's not going out with them, and she doesn't go out with them later to dinner, so it's, like, she's just out of it, like, this whole yeah. episode, um, yeah. which sucked Again, like, what is, like, what, like, housewives trips are cursed. I'm
1: sorry. Well, but her immune system is also shot. That's probably part of it, yeah. So, like, any bug that walks down the street, she's gonna pick up
0: yeah um everyone meets in the lobby before they go out lisa and kiki do say hi to each other and they hug and like like normal right so which i thought was good like and kiki's like i don't like to hold grudges you know hopefully she can recognize she did something wrong and maybe she will apologize but who knows so like you know in in terms of that they load into the sprinters I love Nicole tells Lisa notice Lisa that Kiki said hi to you and was not confrontational like like a parent right yeah. just be like hey, which is so I mean you shouldn't have to do that with Lisa but like yeah but it's what the what what's been the case like for a lot of the season Lisa goes it just hurt my feelings like to find out that your friends are like annoyed with you which I get and that's always been the precarious thing with this whole dynamic right now where yeah. it's like they can't be honest and so therefore
1: yeah and and it doesn't help that they've been attacking each other at certain points during this season about whether or not they should be honest and to what level they should be honest and so, like the rest of the group has been fighting over Lisa without Lisa even being there, yeah, that's so it true. makes Lisa even more irritating right
0: uh. Kiki tells the other girls in the other van, Look, I'm willing to have a conversation with Lisa. I just want her to be more involved. Like, ask me questions about my life. And Alexia goes, Good luck with that. I don't think that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Which I get, like,. I get, it's harsh what Alexia and Marisol say here, but it's also true. Like, I, I it's yeah. true. Marisol's like, like, I told Lisa, like, at the Pride event, like, I'm doing this vow renewal with Steve. We're going to go to Scotland and stuff like that. And she said, who are we talking about? We see the clip of it. And Marisol's like, Steve! Like, like what
1: the, like. She, I would, I would like to think that it's because Lisa doesn't have the bandwidth for anything else. But I don't think it's any different when she's in a good state of mind.
0: Right, I don't. I from what I've known of, even like b- in before the reboot or whatever, like I don't think that she was ever like a very like sort of like interested in other people and like sort of like just being like, what are you going through? Like I don't, see, yeah, I don't see that really in her. uh was like she's in her own world. Alexia says in the conf- confessional, Lisa is only about Lisa. I think she suffered that all of her life, hoping once she leaves this stage in her life, she's going to be less selfish. But I'm not holding my breath for that. <laughs> so, maybe it's not a letty thing. That's my question. It's like I I think I think we can all conclude Lenny's terrible, but I do think there has been some doubt now of like what is Simply because of the Lenny issue, and what is also Lisa's personality,
1: and I think we won't really know that for a couple more years,
0: probably, yeah um the ladies all go shopping in some of the shops in Mexico City. This took me back because I used to go to Mexico for vacation all the time, and so this was like so nostalgic for me mm-hmm. when when it was a little thing, but when Nicole had the little like Jacobs ladders or whatever, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I literally would like pl- like play with those as a kid in Mexico its yeah this's a little thing. um Lisa goes, where's stuff for like little babies, like baby and she does like the rocking a baby motion. I don't know how to say it in Spanish. It's like, oh my god, Lisa, how do you like you're in Miami, like so many people in Miami speak Spanish also it's Pimpino well, yes, but like like you and you and you have like spanish speaking people around you in the cast like, yeah it's crazy. Um, I think it's been being all right. Probably. That sounds right. Google will tell me. <laughs> um, so they're shopping. There's a woman at a stand who has a sample of crickets that they can eat, and uh, which I know is a thing. Like it's, I, I couldn't do it because it's just like bug. No, no, thank you. Um, Alexi goes, I brought you girls to Mexico for the experience as, and trying to encourage Kiki to eat it. And Kiki goes, did you have one? And Alexia pulls a face like, and she goes i get my protein a different way i'm sorry i'm like oh wow lord i I mean kiki does too kiki makes like a uh putting weird things in her mouth joke as well um but she does eat the cricket um at one point as they're shopping kiki does go up to lisa to talk and she (laughs) i love kiki Goes, i'm gonna take off my glasses to show you that that i'm sincere
1: (laughs) i mean yeah well that that makes sense uh yeah bambino is one way to say baby um but um it reminds me of, um, on New York, where Uba, oh right, 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 was like, we need to see eye to eye like, that makes sense to me. Like, we need to be able to see each other's eyes so that we know we're sincere, so that we are being real with each other yeah. and being respectful.
0: And the, and the boat, they both had sunglasses on. I think that's right. also been a part of it. Kiki goes, I understand last night was heated. There was stuff that said, you know, on both sides, and I know I said some mean things. I feel horrible about it. And Lisa goes, we're both guilty of that. And she and Lisa apologizes for the shut, telling her to shut the fuck up on the boat and apologizes for the whole um, childhood trauma. Like, I can't picture right. childhood trauma coming. And I thought Lisa was genuine. I think she like copped to the things that she should have copped to like in every way, in everything that she should have.
1: I mean I think she also should have copped to the making dispersions about the living situations of the people that she was throwing the food at the dogs you're right yeah uh, she did leave that part out <laughs> like literally the whole impetus of the fight <laughs> yeah
0: Lisa tells her I'm kind of a more angry person than I've ever been I'm fighting all the time and I'm sick of fighting and I'm like yeah you do seem more angrier and I do yeah. give, you know uh, Kiki's like, look. Whatever you're dealing with, I pray for you, and I really care about you, Lisa. And they hug, and it's sweet, and they get past it. And I'm like, good, awesome, like you know, yeah, you know, great drama, great like really great drama this season. And now we're moved on. This is how this should be done. Yes. Um, Marisol grabs a piñata uh, for the birthday party they're going to have for Julia and Kiki later. Uh, she goes, <laughs> I love her in her confession. Goes, I have some surprises up my sleeves. Pardon the lack of sleeves, because <laughs> she's in like that red ape. <laughs> <laughs> Mar- I, I, we'll get to it later. I think Alexia and Marisol have had such a redemption season this year.
1: Honestly, I
0: really think as much as I mean, they're not perfect. Don't get me wrong, but no housewife is. No, um, but they're funny as fuck. I actually find their humor very charming. I don't think they're so reliant on each other. I think they have their own personalities now in a way that's like you know yeah. fun.
1: Um, I think a big, I think a big reason for that is the Thailand girls trip. Yeah, I think they grew up for black of for a lack of a better term on that trip and like marisol got called on some of her shit on that trip mm-hmm. and so did alexia and they really got to because they didn't have the other girls and their cast to focus on yeah and they really just got to focus on their issues between each other and you see the echo of that this season it's there's such their their pairing is so much more healthy, and Alexia is better to Marisol, and Marisol is better to Alexia, and they just it's it's a lot more healthy. I really really enjoy them this season.
0: I agree. Um, Nicole and Lisa are heading saying goodbye to everyone because they're both heading back to the states early. Um, Lisa goes, look, I just hope my prayers to. Guadalupe, Guadalupe, right? That she answered. I'm like, this is this is where I give Alexia. Like, okay, Lisa, like you don't even remember the like saint in, like that Alexia based the whole
1: fucking trip around. But also, like, Guadalupe is like such a basic name. Like, it's yeah, it's, not, r- it's
0: incredibly common. Like, it's in in like, like Mexican culture.
1: Like, everyone has heard. That name a million times in their lives. Yeah. Everyone in probably everyone in the Eastern speaking world or Eastern English speaking world has heard that name. Mm-hmm. So like, you have no excuse, ma'am. Right, none.
0: It's it's, but it's like I I think it's more of a paying attention thing. I genuinely think yeah that is. yeah. Um, what is it? What, she uh, didn't Adriana say that Lisa has like ADHD or something? I maybe that
1: Maybe Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe. Like, like you know. But I mean so do I. But I mean, you know <laughs> And I remembered. Sure. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, okay, fine.
0: Um, so, okay, they're getting ready for uh, the party, uh, the birthday party. Kiki arrives to Marisol's room with a basket full of dildos. <laughs> like, and, and it's just so much blurring. And they're going to yeah. fill the piñata with dildos, and it, it's just fun. She
1: does because Lenny was ac- accusing her of abusing those medications. Right.
0: I I remember she said something to that. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also can I say I really like Marisol's look for this party. I think Marisol has a personal style that is very good for, i mean she's older and so it's a little more older but it's like i like the just the like pearl necklace was like this like black sort of like almost businessy kind of like vibe but
1: it doesn't read as old no you know it doesn't read as like you went to macy's and it's that old church lady vibe it's it's very distinguished yeah and like rich yeah like it's just rich it it, it is rich with like forty thousand r's
0: (laughs) um larsa is facetiming marcus uh before tragedy struck because of
1: course (laughs) she is
0: (laughs) and that says that she's excited to you know introduce the girls to aluha aluho yeah aluho it's weird, well, weirdest name? they just make up names for shit her tequila company that uh. she's also going to introduce them to at this event do a tasting of she goes i've already spent eight hundred thousand dollars on this so i need to do whatever i have to do to make sure it's the best tequila on the market i feel like that's a mistake <laughs> business-wise one for it to be that much money that you spent on this two i feel like tequila and just like alcohol for well mainly tequila is such an oversaturated market right now. There's so many celebrities with their own tequilas. And
1: you're not Hispanic, right? Like Larsa's not Hispanic in any way. She's Lebanese. I believe so. I, I,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I, I don't think she is now. So like, why are you doing the tequila? Yeah. She said her father, or I think it was her father's had a distillery in Mexico and it was a
1: oh okay well i didn't get that connection like a family connection okay fine maybe but like also but like you said it's oversaturated do like a mezcal yeah yeah something like that Do like a mexican beer even maybe like uh like a um something that's like because you you wouldn't want to do because you're all like on the fitness thing right so you probably you don't want to do something that's super carb heavy, but you could do like a super light beer or something. Right. Like, I don't know, something else, something that's not something that everyone's doing. Yeah, there's just 10 million
0: tequilas. It's and just...
1: Celebrity tequilas, yeah. specifically. Like, all the tequilas. Do a vodka. Do a something else.
0: Yeah. They all head out into the Sprinter to go out. Alexia says, <laughs> this is where Alexia starts, and she's like... Uh, shady as fuck, but I thought hilarious. She says her confessional, I support Larsa and everything that she does. I just didn't like the way that she presented it with the whole, like, you have a Todd thing from, like, a couple episodes ago. Mm. She goes, don't try to be better than me by saying I have a Todd. You have a, you had a Scotty for 23 years. And by the way, Larsa, you're getting half of Scotty's retirement, which, like, is so true. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it, it was such a, it really was just and a stupid And you know that fight. check is not tiny.
1: No, not at all. For Scotty motherfucking Pippin.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, my God. They're in the van at one point, And Larsa goes, yeah, you know, Lisa and Nicole being gone, there's only five of us. And Alexi goes, no, there's six. And they, like, count through. And she goes, oh, I forgot about Adriana. And Adriana's like, thanks. Like, <laughs> Adriana also is going for this, like, she definitely is playing up the, like, flower crown stuff. She's always wearing different, like, flower crowns. She has, like, a yellow one Mm -hmm. for this. Or She, she even wears it to the reunion. Yeah, and
1: on Watch What Happens Live, which was a mess! Bonkers. I think she got into Andy's coke stash, like... It was wild. She just
0: randomly deciding to, like, pick a woman in the crowd to be like, will you be my... Because she guess she's a lesbian now or something. But it just... She's like, if Kyle can do it, too. And I was like... Andy was so annoyed. She It was just like, okay, moving on. Um... <laughs> I, I can't. Oh, man. I whew, She's a firecracker. Um, They arrive, uh, and they meet Lars's business partners, and they start to introduce the tequila and describe it and all that. I thought it was so fucking rude. They're describing it, and Marisol ducks out to go to another bar, and she goes, let's get Marisol a real drink, because she doesn't drink tequila. Yeah. She, so she wants her vodka, her, her Grey Goose with whatever. She goes, I don't drink tequila unless it's masked in a margarita, and even
1: then I don't like it. I don't like strong booze. I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> like, Well, okay. She doesn't like to taste it, which I get. I understand that. You don't like the taste of alcohol either. Sure. So I understand, but also like, girl. it's qu- For her, it's quantity, not propensity i guess something
0: like that um they all taste they all taste the 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 tequila kiki's face was like she literally goes <laughs> 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 that's a great endorsement she goes holy shit i'm gonna get drunk tonight um oh my god larsa then goes i'm super excited about this and alexia i know that we butted heads in the beginning and alexia goes you butted heads with me i wasn't butting heads with you
1: I loved the way that Alexia handled her.
0: And Alexia is doing this, like, passive-aggressive smile about it that's just so, like, like it's it's hilarious
1: to me. But it's also unlike Alexia.
0: Yeah, it's very it's more smart of a fight than Alexia is nor- known for.
1: Yeah, Alexia just usually goes for the jacular.
0: Larsa goes, no, I just wanted you to support me on this because I, like, work really hard. And Alexia goes, we all work very hard. We all do different things and that's beautiful, but we all support each other and love each other. And Larissa goes, yeah, exactly. And Lar- <laughs> I can't tell if Larissa was even picking up on the shade. Like, <laughs> it's so hard to tell with her. But then Alexia then has them lift their glasses and goes, so cheers to you, to your cockies, to Alexia and Frankie's beauty bar, to your musical <laughs> career, to the fire. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh- Everyone gets a trophy, apparently. Like, <laughs> to Julia's farm. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> to your jam business that you're going to start, apparently. We'll find out later. <laughs> and I love Adriana's because like, May all your dreams come true. <laughs> like, Adriana's
1: just like, I'll go with it. Fine. To Lisa's perfume line. <laughs>
0: Oh man, Alexia says they're confessional. I know she works very hard, you know, with her new tequila brand that she's been working on for two minutes. But I would also like her to respect the fact that we all work hard. But she says she's the hustler; she's always the one working, and she's a businesswoman now. If you want my support, you got to be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I think I like I like like Alexia is great. Like Teresa could never do because they no. compare them a lot. Teresa could never be this shady No, in, you know, in a, in such an intentional way. Larsa then says she got necklaces made, and she's like, "I like I like the Aloha or whatever it's called, uh, Hula or whatever logo." And so I had them make necklaces, and I love that she shows her them. And Alexi goes, "Oh wow, that's like the brand. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's literally the brand." Like. <laughs> And then she gives them to Julia, Kiki, and Alexia because she only had three made.
1: Well, she's getting – the rest of them are getting made. They're they're on the way. They just haven't – they weren't ready yet.
0: Right. But Kiki brings out the obvious, which is like, so I'm like
1: a walking billboard? Like, this is crazy. Like, what you – like yeah. – Like, I understand if you want to give them something that's branded – Make it a keychain.
0: Right, or something that's not, like, a prominent, like, sort of, like, this you, This is her doing the Jenna Lyons thing. This is right. her doing the, like, I want you to promote my fucking shit. Which Jenna did not do. <laughs> yeah. And also, this clip came out, and it led to, like, this big spat between Lars and Kiki on Instagram, which was great. Like, it's just <laughs> very, like, I'm just being a friend and giving you a gift. It's like, okay, girl, come on. Like, now.
1: Yeah. Also, did you... Clock that the logo was just the letters oh, on top of each other. It
0: looked like a weird like yin and yang thing almost kind of like Yeah, it yeah. It's it's not great. No, it's not the best. Um they go up to sit down for dinner at this restaurant, but oh my god, Marisol fucking struggling to get up these stairs. She goes, Oh my god, my thighs. Like <laughs> like she was huffing it. Like it it was as bad as Sutton was. Um they all sit down. Alexia goes I really feel like we've come a long way as a group, which I do think is true. And Adriana brings up like last year we had separate tables. Like Bahamas was a shit show and we've come a long way. And it really is. They, yeah. I forgot how bad it was. Not bad, but like how tense, tense it was last season. And yeah. like, again, they've mended it really well. Larsa goes, if you could take one thing from anyone at this table, what would it be? Like, what's it like a good quality you could take from a person, which is actually a fun question on housewives.
1: That's not, necessarily shady well and the way that it was phrased i was like oh so you want to steal something from someone yeah (laughs) like why is this a fun not shady what but then like i understood that it was like oh no they have this quality that i would love to have myself not take that quality from them right adriana but then takes it and makes it shady
0: she goes if i'm gonna take anything from anyone at this table Marcus. And then she licks her glass like uh, (laughs) Pornographic. And Marisol goes, and she licks her glass like a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) And also, oh my god, her on Watch What Happens Live, Andy being like, you're not really gonna, like, you wouldn't really hook up with Marcus. And she goes, why not? she's a messy bitch and
1: this I, also three seconds after on watch what happens live they had literally both said no it is not okay to date your friend's ex right
0: and then like minutes later like it's crazy wild julia then gets messy as fuck in this dinner conversation she goes he's hot larsa are you the jealous type and Lar- she knows the answer to that question yeah. larsa goes i'm jealous if it's like a disrespectful thing and then Julia goes, and his father, Michael Jordan, approves, right? Totally open. Julia
1: was, uh, again, she, was, was she getting... Did she have foreknowledge of this headline that was about to happen? I know. It's crazy. Larsa goes, I mean,
0: I posted a picture of us today, and his mom commented and gave us three hearts. Marissa goes, oh, that's good. And Alexa goes, yeah, I feel like the mom is more important than the dad sometimes in relationships. And Julia just goes, what about the dad? Yeah, because the mom's not famous. <laughs> Julia's like, answer my question. <laughs> like, it was so, like, in- it, it did feel like an interrogation, like, yeah. genuinely. And, like, Julia is more calculated than I think I've given her credit for this yeah. season. Like, the meeting with Marisol's ex- I think there's a lot, there's a lot behind that. Which I think like, you know, good for her 'cause it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um Well and the thing is is she's unsuspecting.
0: Yeah. She, she's
1: someone you would never go, You're such a fucking shady bitch. Yeah. Like I would never look at
0: I think someone literally said that this season. Like, Julia would never do that. <laughs> Cut
1: to Julia literally doing that.
0: <laughs> Lars well, cause so yeah, so Julia asked, What about the dad? Larsa goes, I mean, his dad's cool. His dad's fine. No, he's not.
1: And then the, the conversation goes further, is like, oh yeah, you you like you like spending time. With- well, we've actually never seen each that's other not since till, we've been together. That's not until
0: after the article comes out. Oh, is that's that not, really? That's not until pickleball.
1: <laughs> but she, still, she leaves. Like, okay, she leaves that part out until. So, yeah, he's fun. He's cool. But we've never actually spent time together. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Marisol
0: does a cheers to everyone, and then tells them all to reach into the piñata to grab presents. And they have obviously the dildos. They have fun. They're literally throwing the dildos across the table at this restaurant.
1: Restaurant. It's a very nice place. Well, and the waiters are like, again, like you were saying earlier on Beverly Hills, they literally like cut to these waiters that are seeing them throw these dildos across the room at each other.
0: <laughs> and then they bring the cakes out for Julia and Kiki's birthday, and they're shoving their face in the cakes, and then they're uh,
1: rubbing the dildos through it and smacking each other in the face and blowing the dildos. Yeah,
0: Kiki was like white frosting all over her face, like licking frosting off of the dildo. It was like, wow, like... Uh, okay. It was fun though. It was a fun scene, and like sort of like I again, it was just a good like sort of like oh, this really does feel genuine and bonding and yeah and nice. Um, they head back to Miami, so we're back in Miami now. Um, we see a scene with Alexia taking Frankie to meet with Lily, who's the president of the Moya Foundation, because they're helping uh, him progress more, sort of in terms of the independence and stuff like that. Um. She's telling Lily about like, you know and, and they show him like making improvements as well, like helping work at the beauty bar and helping, you know, all that stuff. Um, Alexia talks to Lily and she's like, I was having a conversation with Peter about Uber. He's like, Mom, we can't put my brother in an Uber. He was very upset about it. He said, Mom, you have the means to uh, to get a driver. Which I think like I, I I think like it's a here's the thing, it's a hard thing. I think like there is a sort of like you should Obviously want to be, him to be as independent as humanly possible. Like, don't get me wrong. But I also understand fears that are warranted, and I think that
1: like it's difficult. Like it's it's a really difficult situation. Like well, here's the thing. I think that he can be just as independent with a driver as he can with an Uber. Yeah. With the driver also giving a level of security because you don't have to worry about that driver taking advantage of him not understanding a situation. Right.
0: Well, and also, like, I don't know if she vocalizes it here, but I think she has in the past that part of Alexia's, like, trepidation with that also comes with the fact of, like, Frankie's accident and sort of, like you have that fear that it could happen again well and
1: you also want to trust the person behind the wheel with an uber it's just some rando
0: yeah right i kind of lean on the side that yeah if you do have the means like you should you know yeah um, and then Lily's like, yeah, so you're like, your next at step. At least in that situation. Right. She's like, your next step is to leave him at home all day, though, and to see how it goes, which I think is, you know. Yeah. And, but Alexia was worried about that because she, they just got the new apartment. It was the one that they looked at previously. She was like, you know, there was no better options, so we and we had no time, so we just took it, basically. And so she's worried about how that's going to look. And Lily tells her, like, and also, like, once he goes to work, like, that's it. You're not going to be getting, like, a report card like you would normally. And Alexia she goes, now, not if it's a restaurant, I can go eat there. And Lily goes, if you, and I catch you eating at that restaurant where he's working, I'm going to, like, <laughs> Lily was putting her foot down, being like, no, absolutely not. At one point at the end, she goes, next time, don't come. Like, like next time, like, just leave Frankie. Just, yeah, just don't come in. Yeah. But I, th- I think that it's, it, I always love these scenes because they show a very sweet side of Alexia yeah. that I think is important. Um, we then go to Jody's house and Lisa's there, and they're celebrating because Lenny has signed the paperwork. Lisa surprised by it. He's agreed to build them this like waterfront home that's like six bedrooms for her and the kids.
1: It's and... apparently a plan that Jody was already going to build. Yeah, he said, it was and then gonna... he passed on it. And now it's like from a website, right? Right, right, right. But like... then Jody said something about designing it. Yeah,
0: no, he designed it with a person, but it was like, it was put out on a website, I guess, or something like that. Oh, okay. And it was because of COVID, like because of like, COVID uh, stuff was okay. happening, they abandoned the project or whatever. And like, J- J- Lenny, I guess, happened to find it and was like, oh, shit. And Lisa apparently told like, that's Jody's plan. And you were like, don't say that no like you're gonna you don't. Lo- you're gonna lose it um, don't tell him i mean i will say i was also shocked that he signed it and like also this the way the house is looking from the model that they give i was like god he must be rich as fuck because like you know and and maybe i was like maybe i was like okay lisa maybe you should hold out for the house because like you know good house <laughs> bro style house um, I don't think she should agree to, like, the stuff she mentioned before about, like, how he was, like, you can't have a partner live there. Or, right. Like, that I, I don't think is fair. And, yeah. And, you know.
1: It, it should be that the house is hers. He pays for it, and then her name is on the deed, not his. Right.
0: And they still have to work out the division of assets and the parenting plan. So this is just, like, the first step. But this seems, I mean, you would hope I mean, they're still not fully divorced yet to this day. But, like, you would hope that this part is the hard part. And so the other stuff should be simpler, you would think. But who knows? Apparently not. Yeah. Um, Nicole, we see, going to lunch with her dad and oh, his girlfriend. She, again, the patience of a fucking saint Nicole has. Nicole did this so, un- like, alarmingly well. Yeah. Like, 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 she, I, I, I can't imagine she wasn't like boiling inside like the whole time, but like she just like took it as is. And it's like, I, I give her credit for that. Like, you know, for having the
1: maturity. You said that, uh, the girlfriends, uh, was giving, um,
0: she was giving, uh, Tanya from White Lotus to me. Like, it was just. <laughs> It was very something about both. Something about both of them was giving that vibe. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. Um, uh, her, her name is Isis. So her dad, Mike, and Isis arrive. Um,
1: I'm sorry, Mike and Isis. Mike and Ike. Mike. What? It's a great ship name. It's gonna well I was gonna say it's
0: gonna last for a while.
1: But... <laughs> oh no.
0: No, that's bad. That's sad. Oh, well, that's sad. Um did you also notice the song in the background as they walk in? It's literally like a guy going like give me the money. I just want the money.
1: <laughs> there were the lyrics. I was like, you shady fucking editors. Like <laughs> But like honestly though. And then she says that she's the same age, 38, as as uh nicole and nicole literally takes it oh you're my same age like like it's normal like just like i think I would have had four collective aneurysms at that point
0: she also gives nicole a bag and go it's just a little gift for my product line i have a natural hair and skincare line i'm like oh for
1: fuck's sake of course you do of course and what's the name do a product placement
0: yeah show it for the camera (laughs) like my god um, Nicole talks in her about how like the roles are basically reversed and now like, oh, she's the parent, which is it really, it's uh, like, it's honestly. like a, it's like a child bringing a date to yeah. a to a parent. It's crazy. Nicole goes, has he told you that he wants more children? And he go- and she's like, yes, all the time. He goes, I'm going to have it with her or I'm going to have it with someone else. And Isis
1: literally goes, excuse me? Wild. It's so like, this man is literally tom sandoval in 40 years oh
0: my god yes like again i would i would i wanted nicole and isis to team up to chuck him off the fucking ledge it's disgusting yeah isis goes he literally tracks my period more than i do he i guess he's so committed to i really hope that didn't happen i pray to god that didn't happen I guess we'll find
1: out at the reunion.
0: The producer asked Nicole in the confessional, could you imagine if you
1: both get pregnant and end up sharing a delivering room together? And (laughs) Nicole says, that would never happen. I'm getting a private room. I would buy out an entire floor of the hospital before I let that happen. And honestly, she probably could. (laughs) She could buy the entire building the entire block all the all the area around that hospital no one can be in there except for the people delivering her baby (laughs) yeah
0: nicole asks him so are you guys exclusive and he goes huh and nicole goes did i stutter
1: (laughs) it's so great and then he still didn't answer and isis is like okay but you didn't answer
0: yeah and they asked about like marriage and isis goes i mean i hope so and nicole goes you don't have a good rap for that dad he goes, I'll marry you tonight. I'm like, don't give him ideas. Like, he really might do
1: that. So, yeah. like, stop. Well, but that was what he kept saying in response to the, are you, are you exclusive? Right. Well, I'll marry you. Okay. <laughs> but are you exclusive? That doesn't, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure you weren't
0: exclusive with Nicole's mom. <laughs> so. Like, how many children do you have? Right. It's crazy. Nine that you know of. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that you know of
0: and nicole ends like they cheers and it's just a good time and nicole ends in her confessional going if he's happy and she's happy who am i to judge you can judge i can tell you you are allowed to judge nicole you are very much allowed to judge this but here's the thing if she's fine with it as we know he passes um around thanksgiving and obviously she i i just hope she has closure like i said i just hope that it's you know um closure in her mind
1: um we then go And to, I pray to fucking God that he did not get Isis pregnant.
0: I know. Or married her. Or married her. Yeah. Um so we see Julia uh, g- delivering uh, these guava jams that she made with Alexia to a friend of hers at a petting zoo that he owns that she's also, like, sold some of her farm animals to because um, she's wanting to get – like, she's talked before about wanting to get more money in from the farm and make it more sustainable so she can keep it and, like, you know, make it a product, you know – Etc. Um, and then Alexia joins her uh, because they've been bonding. They've been making jams together. So just, just like them making jam, it's just like the weirdest. Like <laughs> they've been jamming. They've been jamming. Gel- well, no, that would be gelling. Jamming is like if you like rock out to music. Yeah, sure. There's a metaphor there somewhere. (laughs) Send it in. Game is envy at gmail.com. Julia says she wants to be the Martha Martha Stewart of farming and jamming. See? Jamming. Yeah. Um, Julia, oh, well they're sitting down and Adriana FaceTimes them and she invites them to this party that she's doing for her song release uh that Emilio Estefan's producing and it's at Emilio's hotel I guess that he owns mm-hmm. she and this is the song that it was supposed to be for Camila Cabello uh, so she's
1: I, I love how she phrased it like I took this from Camila. no <laughs> she passed on this song and right. then you picked up her leftovers
0: sure but you have to you got to spin it in a bright side kind of way like you know what i mean like
1: well like, you could still say this song was was written for Kamiya Cabello, and, you know, I'm the one that ends up recording it. Like, that's still pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, don't act like you swooped in and stole it out from under her nose. That's not what happened. No.
0: Nah. Adriana tells them... Did you guys see the stuff that Michael Jordan said about Larsa and Alexia? I think the world saw it. And this this Daily Mail article that came out that Michael Jordan, and they're all reading it in the confessional to where, Ju- and also Julia has glasses on to read it, which is so like Detective Julia, which yeah. is great. Um, but I guess Mar- Michael did some interview and they asked about the relationship. They're like, do you approve of the, you know, are you happy with the relationship? Do you approve of it? And apparently he was like, ha, ha, ha. no. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so but like larsa said he laughed he yeah, laughed he laughed so it was fine so but, but like that laugh means something um ju- yeah julia tells her tells uh adriana i asked her straight at the dinner in mexico like i don't know if she's lying to herself or if she's lying to us i think it's a little of both
1: yeah probably
0: um and adriana says she's going to pickleball with her so she has to ask her about it because of course, she does um, I, I'm so
1: tired of hearing about pickleball.
0: But it wasn't, so they arrive, at the, it's it's Adriana, Larson, Kiki, and they arrive, but it's not, they say it's not pickleball they're playing, it's something called paddle, which is a different thing. But then they How also- How many versions of tennis are there?
1: <laughs> well, there was already tennis and badminton, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. So it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm tired. And then table tennis exists. That at least is somewhat different. I mean, yeah, but still, like, but then there's also a shot of Kiki where she's, <laughs> where she's hitting it, and instead of, like, swinging at it, she's just holding it stationary and pushes her arm forward into the <laughs> ball. It's like, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I can sports ball better than that. Come on. Yeah
0: um they take a break larsa goes you guys want to see the flowers marcus got me you know what's really sweet one of the cards he said you're a great mom and wife and adriana goes wife (laughs) like is is is? are we manifesting something and larsa just like i don't know it just just said wife i don't know what she's trying to do there like also
1: present that card as evidence because
0: right exactly kiki goes hmm. i love the way they introduced it kiki goes girl you got a lot of press adriana goes you guys see the video larsa goes what video of what bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know what fucking video they're talking about kiki goes the michael jordan video and Lars has a look like a smile on her face of a way of just like fuck you <laughs> fuck you um, So they they play like literally. Kiki and Adriana pull up the video, and they're like, like, no, let's do it like bigger, like, like, like how
1: <laughs> they're trying to rotate it to where. It...
0: <laughs> yeah, and Larsa goes. He was laughing and was like, no, but he was like laughing. Kiki goes. It sounds very serious when he said it, and Larsa goes. No, he was laughing. Like you can tell, <laughs> he was laughing. <laughs> Adriana tells her, "You have no issues whatsoever," and Larsa goes, "No, never." She goes, so when you guys are together with Michael Jordan, he's, like, cool with you? And she goes, I've never seen him since we've been together. Then you don't know shit! She's fucking crying. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and, and she definitely did not act like that at the dinner in Mexico. Like, it's crazy. Adriana goes, if I was in your place and the father of my boyfriend said no, I would be a little bit hurt. She goes... I'm not hurt by it because behind closed doors, everything's fine. But you know, it's Wait, How can you say that when you've not met the man? I mean, at, the, at least in terms of like this relationship, like what? I, Adriana says her confessional. Sometimes Larsa reminds me of a little kid that puts a bag over their head and thinks nobody sees them. Honestly, <laughs> Adriana, yeah. Adriana really clocked like lisa or larsa down this whole thing because she also says she will try to deflect and say oh this is not really happening this is not really what's happening because i'm doing little kardashian voice <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: adriana makes the kardashian dick every chance she can get
1: like it's a good dig
0: adriana tells her so did marcus text him and say hey dad like that was not cool and larsa goes you know what? I think it was a shock at first when we pe- when people saw us together, my side, his side, and then they know we're happy with each other and you want your family to be happy. Oh my
1: god. Answer a question.
0: But also this is she says this verbatim anytime anyone asks about this. When it's not even really the question at hand.
1: Also, she specifically says that she hasn't seen him since they've been together. So, did you meet him when you and Scotty were together? I mean, I gotta imagine. I would have to imagine. So, like, he's literally never seen you in the context of not being with Scotty Pippen. Of course not! And being then also with his son.
0: Right! It's like... Like uh, that... Uh, I, I... I Okay. Kiki just straight up says, You said Michael Jordan was okay with it, and now he's saying he's not okay with it. Like, what's going on? Like, who's lying? Like, Larsa Face is just like, Shut the fuck up, Kiki. (laughs) Shut the fuck up larsa says her confessional this is really embarrassing to me if anyone should talk about michael it should be his son not me and honestly it should i shouldn't have to feel like i'm on trial with my friends and then you realize how similar larsa and lisa are in that way because she said the same thing and then larsa tells them look we need to stop talking about him i don't want to talk about him i'm like over him like meaning michael jordan and i'm like Okay, so now it's not okay. Like, what? It's fucking fascinating. And in the light of the news recently, it's like, wow. There's so much that she is not being honest about in this relationship. It's crazy. <sighs> um, yeah. So that was Miami for this week. Fantastic episode. Just, like, and season finale next week. And it looks crazy. Larson and Gertie getting into it. Wild shit, as always. Um, really great stuff for Miami.
1: All right, let's get into these tops and bottoms. We got Vanderpump. We got Beverly Hills. We got Miami. What you thinking, babe? Um, I'm going to start with my
0: top. Um, I'm going to actually give it to Alexia over on Miami. Ooh. Yeah, I I just think she's had a great season. And I think, like, even when... And not to say a perfect season in terms of, like, argument or anything like that. Right. That's, not, that's not how I define a perfect season. It's more just, like, if I find you to have made improvement in terms of entertainment. I think she had such a bad season last year. Yeah. And, like, I think... Here she just seems lighter and funner in moments and is trying to make bonds. I love the bond that she's forming with Julia, I think it's really interesting. And like, I when she's being shady, it's in a smarter, funnier like way that I just really love. I the the stuff with Lars, I thought was so funny. This yeah. episode, it, it just had me cackling. Um, so credit to Alexia. I think she did really, really great this episode. Um, my bottom for this week, and it's, uh, like, I don't want to make it every week. Like, it's almost, should we, I think we talked about, like, we almost should do, like, a disclaimer of just, like, preemptively, the bottom is Sandoval. Like, that's going to be the case, I feel, this whole season. Um, but it's Sandoval this week, just for all the reasons that we stated. I just... But also,
1: it's egregious. This week is particularly bad
0: yeah I, I i like i said the amount of times i just recoiled at his like presence i just i haven't done i've never experienced that i think in the history of watching these shows the way i just like get like antsy yeah. watching him I, th- I think some people have that with other people but like for me i've never had that i've been able to like disassociate certain things etc but he just genuinely upsets me <laughs> like in a way that's just like really visceral visceral and triggering and i don't know why it is but it's just like he just mm, just everything about his presence just feels really toxic and gross and i just don't um like it that much <laughs> to be honest um it's Still making for a good season, I feel, but just like, wow. Like, phew. Um, yeah, not the best. Uh, what about you, babe? What are your tops and bottoms?
1: Um, yeah, like you said, it's so easy to just go with Sandoval um, because he is awful. I'm not going to do that just to give some variety here for our lovely listeners, and mm. I'm going to go with Schwartz. <laughs> variety, the other. variety. The other Tom. Um. The other nasty stink meat. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> look, like, I think Sandoval is just an awful, horrible person, and there's really no hope for him. I think what disappoints me the most about Schwartz is that there is a path, and yeah. he refuses to take it. And. You know, it's been years of this, you know. He's easily manipulated by uh, Sandoval because he lets himself be manipulated by Sandoval mm. because it's comfortable. Um, at a certain point in your life, you have to stop letting people drive your life off a cliff. Yeah. And that's what he's letting Sandoval do even though, and, you know, recently he has started, you know, putting up a modicum of protest, but it's just, it's not enough. No. And, like, he, he has major apologies and changes in behavior that he needs to make. Um, And he, like Sandoval, just wants to sweep everything under the rug and act like nothing ever happened. And it's like, dude, you treated Katie like shit.
0: And it's still not
1: addressed. over a decade. You were together for how long before this show started? Yeah. It's just, stop. Like, acknowledge the fact that you treated her like shit. Like, start there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think if you could get Katie on your side, you could honestly get back into this group. But you won't put the feelings of your ex-wife over your want to be right. Yeah, and it's just, and you could. It's so easy. It's right fucking there, and you just won't do it. And that's what pisses me off about him so much. Um, but on Bigger and better things. And that's going to be my top of the week, which is Sutton. Yay. I really think, and I mean, it's no surprise and no secret that we both are Sutton's for Sutton. <laughs> um, like, we, we love us a Sutton. But I think what I really enjoyed about her this episode is that it really is, if because there is like the hint in the ether right that kyle's done um she and maybe she's just trying to like peak interest and she does this all the time with the media who fucking knows yeah but if she does end up leaving sutton could easily be a center diamond
0: right i think that it's like there's like um there's almost like a contingency plan in place yeah Honestly,
1: because this whole episode centered around Sutton Mm -hmm. almost until the party at the end. But even then, she was the comedic relief. Like the whole rest of the episode centered around her. Yeah, and we and if I look back through the whole season, there's a lot of episodes like that. I'd say a good six, maybe she hosted this cast trip, like she's got a resume right she could easily be the face of this show and i think she's got enough fan support um and enough personality and enough like um just easy to relate to story right that draws the viewer in and just really makes you love the bitch Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy.
0: Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A
1: Gay and His Envy on all the platforms. A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMedia.com.